Welcome to another edition of the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, Adam Schubert, and Justin Baptiste. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas, so without further ado, take it away, Lyndon. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Young Zion, a.k.a. Fucking building. Yeah, I threw Young Zion in there. This is episode 96, and I'm joined by my my wonderful co-hosts, my friends, my people, as always, starting off with Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So you're going to start with motherfucking Young Zion. I I was doing good before. I don't know about it now. I ain't doing too good no more. We're going to get into why you're not doing good in a little bit. Because, ladies and gentlemen, because Brooklyn wasn't on here last week, I didn't get to talk all my shit. And if you would have saw us on IG, we was going back and forth for a little bit. And I'm going to talk my shit once I introduce our other co-hosts. Joining us, as always, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, my brother? Yo, if you're young Zion, does that make me uh, young Daniel Jones? Young Daniel, you could—I wouldn't claim that. Ah, yeah, I don't <laughs> I, know, bro. <laughs> I wish I—I I wish I could be young Saquon, but I mean, that's a little bit too too past now. <laughs> you could be young Daniel Jones if you want. And he, right? Yeah, I don't—I would not claim that. I don't know, bro. Nah, well, what's what? What are the niggas gonna get? Young RJ? Fuck. Young Young I, RJ, baby. Honestly, like, I don't know what they're gonna do. I really don't know because yeah, they put all their they put all their marbles on KD, Kyrie, and AD and NYC. And the more I look at it, y'all's package for Anthony Davis is trash. There's nothing they can offer, bro. Yo, yeah, three team trade. That's what y'all need. That's y'all the only get, way. That's the yo, only way they get AD. Y'all it's a three team get, trade. Look, if y'all can convince Memphis to give us that second pick for us to get John Morant. Then y'all could y'all could y'all will have AD if y'all can convince us to do that, or if y'all can convince Orlando to give us either like Mo Bamba or somebody or like Vuj. Nah, you don't want Mo, nigga. You don't want none of them. You don't want none of them big niggas. You don't want none of them big niggas, bro. But you trying to face the floor out. You want cards? Yeah. Well, no. Like maybe Memphis, you know, Connolly or I want I want Morant. Yeah, that's what we want. I mean, I feel that, but I don't see them giving that up. No, me neither, because they got you can Conley. Have Con- yeah, you can have Conley, but you can't have the second pick. You can have my thing the other. is they don't have enough. They don't have enough res- like resources and enough like stuff to add around Jaron Jackson to where they could give us. If if the thing is, if the Knicks do this with us, where we get the second pick and we give them the third, and then and one of them Dallas futures and some of them young people, and we take back the second and some of their expiring contracts, I think they do it because they don't have assets right now. If you're the right. Grizzlies, you have no assets, but. Speaking of a team with no assets, Phoenix, how y'all, bro, what was your feelings like when that happened? I've been on an emotional roller coaster since about 2010, basically. Since y'all got Booker. Ever since since Amari started my left for New York, my team has been trash. I ain't even going to sugarcoat it, you feel me? (laughs) And at this point, as a fan, if y'all know me, I, I always root for a team that for some reason they just tend to fail me. I'm a I'm a diehard Mets fan. I'm a diehard Ooh. Phoenix Suns fan. Ooh. And I'm also a diehard Steelers fan. And we just lost A B and then him and Juju going back and forth. But I think it's about to be a good year for y'all though. Like I think Hopefully. y'all about to, I need like, one. I just need yeah. one. I don't need all my teams to, to prosper, but I need one because at this point, this shit is trash. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take a trip to Cleveland. I don't know. Y'all got go lucky. To the dog that, that, shit. Y'all got lucky that Booker resigned with y'all. Cause if I was him, I'd be pissed. I think he was. A lot of the a lot of the young dudes they they realizing, bro. Let me stay and get that first max deal, and then after, and we then leave. after that <laughs> I leave because a lot of these dumb niggas is not doing that, and you losing out on the money because like that's twenty mil that some of these dudes is lo- losing out on because they want to test the free agency. Like, bro, honestly, most of the teams out there that can offer you the max is not going to the chip anyways. Yeah. Let's be real. They already got their max contracts. And look, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. As much as like. I always make fun of you and talk to you about how y'all got Josh Jackson. Y'all made a mistake. That, that was field. terrible. Oh, God. <clears throat> Bad pick. Worst, like, I think that's worse than you picked last year. Because last year, even though as much as everybody want to hate on Aiden and be like, oh, y'all should have took Trey, y'all should have took Luca. I think, he had a good st- year. I, think he, I think he's still a solid big man. You feel me? Like, exactly. I don't, I don't think that pick was wrong. The Josh Jackson pick was terrible. That was terrible. No, the Josh Jackson house, pick was wrong. Throwing fist punches in the air and shit. The oh, only thing I say about the agent pick is he has to at least be a 2015 guy for the rest of his career or he's going to look as a bad because y'all could have had Luca or Trey. Or even Marvin oh, yeah. Bagley the oh, third. Because, yeah. like, all I, three of those... Look, I, but, uh, I don't think Marvin was the first uh, was the first overall pick. No, me I, neither. I keep it a buck. No, me neither. But I'm just saying, if Marvin Ball, you know that's what people going to say. But definitely Luca. I told you before we even got that. I was like, bro, they need to take Luca. Imagine yeah, but see, with Devin they Booker. had the year. They had the uh, what they had. They had Alex Len, and they picked that other skinny uh, nigga oh, from Europe. Bender. I can't. Yeah, y'all yeah. Went, y'all so went for that, they were Dragon like, Bender and then Josh Jackson. Ooh, they were bad. just like, fuck that. We're not doing no more international picks. So I get, I get why they did that. But the Josh Jackson pick, there was no excuse for that one. Yeah, Josh Jackson. Was there was pretty, no excuse for that one. Pretty to that. But my thing is. See, that's what Americans have to realize going forward with these European basketball players. They're, not everybody's Luka Doncic, but when you hear there's a European player coming in that's been playing basketball since he was 12 years old professionally, won, won MVP at 16. But also, you got to think about this, though. KP had all those recommendations. And then, I don't know if you've seen the report came out recently. I think it was earlier today that he gave the Knicks ultimatum. So we yeah, he did. We could have picked one of them niggas and they could have decided, yo, I'm staying in Europe because I'm not playing for the Suns. Yo, the, the KP, crazy shooter. Did you hear about this? He told y'all the reason why y'all traded him because he was like, if y'all don't trade me in seven I'm days, going I'm going back to Europe. To Europe. I'm going back to Europe. Fuck it. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the Knicks won in that. No, y'all did because I don't think over. they wanted that. I don't think no, they wanted that. No, I not not wanted. I mean, won. Well, see, oh, I, oh yeah, oh yeah, because it was I, it was a win or lose situation. Either let me trade. T- let me tell you why something. I don't think y'all won because you ain't gonna play. No, no, if, if what y'all should have did was told Porzingis, look, we're going to trade you by the summer. We're going to trade you by summer. Don't worry about it. You can't play nothing. anyways. Like, you can't play nothing. We're going to trade you by the summer. Let us trade you for Anthony Davis. Because if y'all would have had Porzingis, I would've, y'all would have been the front runners for this trade. You don't want him. You don't I want don't, him. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want him now because of. All the allegations and everything about him. Yeah, he got a lot of hot shit. He got a lot of hot shit going on right now. But that's what I'm saying. Like I think the Knicks dipped out at the right time, and I don't think that if they would have waited to the summer, you wouldn't have that trade wouldn't have been available. You're right. The value would have went down because look at all the shit that's coming out. He got like fights in the club. Yeah, he got the the yeah at the end of the day the Knicks won, and now he's looking like KP is like this obnoxious asshole. That's Mark Cuban's problem now. Exactly. Yeah. Big fact. But I, in terms of basketball ability, if none of that shit came out, whoo, I'd love to put Zion. Right. But it uh, did, though. You feel me? It and did, like, yeah. Shit like that, like, 
for example, when shit like that happened, a uh, player working, uh, playing in New York, Stephon Marbury, what happened to him? He ended up being fucking Japan. When China. shit like that happens, bro, I mean in China, when when shit like that happens, bro, nobody want to fuck with you because the New York media will blaster you all over this place. And, and, you know and what? Mark Cuban need to hit up Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones probably help him out with troubled players. Yo, mm. uh, Porzingis is lucky because like. He straight up called that girl a slave. Like, he, he straight up was like, wow. like, he said some real racist stuff. Like, she, when Shubert told me about that, I was like, yo, wait, what? Like, good he thing like, he's in Texas, right? He, he's like, good riddance. <laughs> like, it's crazy that didn't blow up. Like, it's insane. Like, more people weren't talking about it. But I guess that's because he's not playing and because it's just, like he, like you were saying, he's in Texas now. It's not a big, it's not a big thing. But if that comes out to be true, because it's investigated right now, ooh, he... I can't look at Porzingis the same way. I, I don't look at him the same way now, cause like, they, like calling a girl a slave and then raping her, like, oh my god. Or say, let me not say rape, cause I don't want to say. Uh, it's assumed, or we we making a allegedly, uh, allegedly, yeah, alleged assault, alleged all them alleged things, whatever he <laughs> allegedly did is bad. So, but you could tell we excited to be back with the fellas. We got some. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we got some music to talk about, which I'm excited about. Oh shit! Because we got three albums that we're gonna get into. We got a we got a lot of documentary stuff, and then we got some the shenanigans stuff to get into too as well. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Enough enough figure booing around. So let's get to pod. So uh, first album, uh, what are we going with? We're going with the the indie album. We're going with the the solo album. Or we're going with the compilation album. Which one you want to go with first? <laughs> Uh, let's go. Let's go indie, and then work our way to the compilation. Cause the compilation is more stuff to to talk, talk about. Yeah. Word. Well, well, let's start off with. I want to shout out uh, Rory from the Joe Button podcast. That he manages this group. I don't know if he knew that. B. Uh, no, nah, I did not. It's called Emotional Oranges. They just dropped their new project called The Juice Volume One. And must I say, when I when I tweeted when I texted this to B, I was like, yo. This low key is the best album of the year so far. If not, it's one of my favorite. It's definitely the best R&B album of the year. B, what you thought? Oh yeah, I'm definitely going with it. It's definitely the best R&B album I heard all year for sure. When I when I when I started it and the the text you gave me, it, you know, it had me on a a type of level to go into it, and it did not. It definitely didn't disappoint me and shit. Uh, one of my favorite ones on there is a. Uh, it's good to good to me and uh um, yes that's my shit for real that's my shit. That shit i've been bumping that shit since i listened to it the first time but i've listened to a couple of other ones um corners of my mind that's my shit yeah and uh and personal but for sure i really did fuck with this album a lot and i'm i mean because you know as a dj you always get like the mainstream shit but it's always hard for me to find new indie shit for me to listen to because like when I'm in my car by myself, I'm not listening to none of the shit I play in the club because no. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. I will. I'd end up leave, I'd probably lose my mind. So I love listening to new shit that people not going to fuck with. It don't, it don't matter to me if it's not mainstream because it, it, it sounds good to me and it put me in a certain mood. And this album put me in a certain mood. I like this it. Is that, this is that perfect driving music. Shooty, I know you're an R&B fan. And when I, this is something that I suggest to everybody who likes that, that Drake sound. Just like... Any sound, like just any type of R&B sound, if you like it, this album's for you. And I went, and I know you're thinking like any sound, Lennon, what you mean? Like it has to tend a certain way and it, it does have a certain way, but because it's two people, a female and a male, their voices meld perfectly together. They take that, the upbeat, like driving along on the road, that, 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 that like 
dance synthy stuff and they fuse it with classic 90s R&B and 80s R&B soul. It's beautiful. Like Brooklyn said, one of my favorite songs on there, Good To Me. I like the motion. I like personal. I like Unless You're Drowning. Literally, oh, yeah. the, there's only one song on the project that I don't like. And it's not that I don't like it. It's just the one that I skip and it's built that way. Maybe yeah. it'll come back to me later. But that's it, it, to say for their first project, they went seven out of eight. That's amazing. To say they went seven out of eight, crazy, crazy. Shouts out to them because they, they, they killed it. Be any other uh, parts of this album that you want to just touch on. Uh, nah, I mean, honestly, I think, I think we both covered it pretty well. Cause I mean, honestly, that shit is fire. And that's definitely what I'll be bumping to. Cause you know, your boy been, all I've been doing, honestly, for like the past week is driving around. Cause a nigga don't know where he going. So, you know, all <laughs> I really been you. doing is just been driving like around. How you I like mean, the Tulsa, Oklahoma area? You know, ain't nothing against, you know, Louisiana and our narrow ass highways and roads and shit. But a nigga do feel a lot better going on the road that got a lot more lanes on it. It made me feel good. (laughs) Shit. Ain't no traffic? I'm like, ain't no traffic, man. What you talking about? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Ain't no traffic. And this They got so many freeways and highways. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about. And this is the perfect music to drive to. Because if you watch Brooklyn's, like, Instagram, he always posts the old school soul jamming. And this gives you that vibe. But in 2019, for an up-to-date audience, again... Shout out to uh, Emotional Oranges and shout out to Rory for finding this group. Dope, dope group. And like, I, and I like the mysteriousness they got about them because you can't find no pictures of them. Yep, yeah, I was looking. I was yeah. looking, bro. I'm like, yo, where the fuck? <laughs> you know, same. Like, they, they pulled that dead mouse, like, how Party Next Door used to be. Like, they don't want to show you their fake Daft Punk. Like, it, and it's a dude and a girl. And I really must say, the way they meld their voices Huh, Yanae and Big Sean tried to do that with 2088. They ain't got shit on emotional oranges. <laughs> like, not at all. But let's jump to the next album. The next one is, I want to get to Igor, because as much as I love emotional oranges and uh, the Juice Volume 1, in terms of the mainstream, I think this was the best mainstream album that was released uh, oh, yeah. this past week. So, Igor, Tyler the Creator, just dropped his, I believe this is his fifth uh, out. So he went Wolf, Bastard, Cherry Bomb, uh, I think I'm missing, it's definitely more than five, but nonetheless, what'd you think of this new album by Tyler, the Creator, Brooklyn? I like this shit. I mean, honestly, I've been like the way that Tyler's been going about his, uh, his creative process Mm -hmm. in like the past several years and shit like that. And for this, it just, it just keeps that, uh, that catalyst going to that, that where he's trying to reach with his sound. Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, in my mistake, it goes Bastard, Goblin, Wolf, Cherry Bomb, Flower Boy, The Grinch Album, and then this. But uh, I, I forgot about The Grinch one. Yeah, me too. But like you said, I, I agree. I think if you have seen, if you were a, a, a Bastard fan, if you were a, a uh, Goblin fan, you, 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 you were with Tyler back when... He was he was doing that rough and ragged stuff, but then you see he's like, "Yo, I'm trying to get out of this. Uh, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do something more. I'm trying to be on the uh, in my Pharrell bag." And you right. see him transition to that with Wolf. I think as much as I love Wolf, I think that was a good album, but he wasn't there yet. Cherry Bomb. I think he goes more in that lane, and I and as much as I like Cherry Bomb, he wasn't there yet. And I know a lot of people like Flower Bomb. To me, that's when he gets to his Pharrell bag and he's like, all right, I'm really doing this experimental stuff. Flower Boy wasn't for me. But when I heard Igor, I was like, okay, Tyler, 
uh, all right, you have fully matured and like you're putting out some great, great stuff. What were some of your uh, standouts from this album? I just want to say first that I didn't want to be the one to say it because um, I didn't know how you felt about Flower Boy. Oh no, I hated. I did Flower not. Boy. I did not enjoy it. that. So I wanted to tell you before. Especially I wanted to wait bomb. to see. I wanted to gauge how you was feeling about that. But after Cherry Bomb, I felt like the the Flower Boy shit. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going yeah. on here. Yo, I don't know if it was rushed. Off. I don't know what was going on. But for me, it felt like it was rushed. So I don't know if that's why you know I didn't connect with it, or maybe I just didn't fuck with it. I don't know. But for me, I was like, all right, I'm going to give Ty another chance for me because we've been fucked with him since this is like one of those. He's one of those artists that we've been fucking with since we really reached an understanding of music. Yeah. As, a, as like 15 year olds and shit, like really be able to connect with it. So for me, it was just like, I didn't fuck with the last one, but, but we go back, my nigga. You feel me? So I'm like, yeah, that's for me, saying. I really was like, I'm not giving up on him. So for me, uh, I think my favorites on there, um, Puppet, uh, What's Good, Are We Still Friends? Yep. And um, exactly what you run from when you end up chasing. That's my shit. Oh, you like the little, the, the way he looked? The, but I think you meant running out of time because the uh, exactly what you want. Yeah, 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 running out of time. Running out of time, my fault. Yeah, it flows into both of them, but it's all good. I'm, I'm with you. Like you said, Flower Boy, I didn't connect with it, especially because I love Cherry Bomb. Like, I really, really, like, vibe with Cherry Bomb from... Just Smuckers into, uh, and I know people gonna be like, just Smuckers. That's the only thing. No, but from Smuckers to uh, Buffalo to Cherry Bomb itself to Blow My Load to Two Two Seater is the jam. And then the Brown Stains, the Dark uh, Dark yep. East Latifah with School. I think School Boy on that beat is it, it, somebody. Somebody on that. I love that album. Like Cherry Bomb was my shit. And like you said, Flower Boy. It, I don't know if it was rushed or if it, it just. It just didn't connect with me either. And, and like you said, I go with, I've, I've been a Tyler fan, but I've had friends who were big Odd uh, Future fans. And at first, I didn't really want to support Tyler. But then when it got to Wolf, I was like, no, this dude's talented and there's right. a lot of good music. And after that, I was a fan. And then when Flower Boy came, I was like, what, whatever. But Igor, I think he finally, to say he's someone who can't sing, he mastered the, the layering of voices to make yep. sure his shit sounds quality. I want to see Tyler produce for R&B people. Oh, I think that would I think that would be fucking awesome if he did that shit, bro. Exactly, man. Like Tyler has shown that he is now above just a rapper or just an artist. I want to see Tyler executive produce stuff. I want to see Tyler get more uh, artists in his label. Like Tyler needs to really just transition into this music mogul because he has the potential. Shit, his name is Tyler the Creator. I want to see right. him create, bro. And Speaking on that, I want to. I, I fuck with Earthquake. He had that Cardi feature. Yeah. Uh, and not not Cardi B. Playboy Cardi. Uh, I liked uh, New Magic Wand. I, I liked uh, like you said, Running Out of Time. I, I really didn't like A Boy Is a Gun. That, that's probably the only one that I didn't really fuck with. Yeah. But I liked What's Good. I liked Are We Still Friends? I shit. I liked I think this project is just and I and I liked how he did it because I listened to him. He was like, don't tweet about it. Just just listen to it all the way through and then give your thoughts. I straight up listened to that thing all the way through. I'm glad it was a sunny day outside because it just felt the vibe. Tyler makes really good springtime and summer music. Not summer in terms of partying, but summer right. in terms of being outside, being in nature and just feeling. Because I feel like that's where you get the best experience with Tyler creating music. No, that's a fact, but that's 100%. And, um, and like you said, like... Um, 
him him stepping out into that new field and being an executive producer for shit like that, I feel like that would be something that he could be fucking great at, honestly. Yeah, like, his inspiration is Pharrell. Just go down that path. Like, he could be, and I'm not going to say he could be as good as Pharrell, but he could be a different type. He could he could be in that mold and be a new style because Tyler's a big fan of jazz and rock and just be having that, not saying Pharrell's not, but just having that wide array of just coming from this weirdo space and music he can create some damn good stuff. Like imagine seeing Tyler work with SZA, seeing her work with Daniel, seeing him work with Daniel Caesar, seeing him work with Bryson Tiller. There's so many artists that I think Tyler could do some interesting stuff and take them out of this mold. Because right now Toronto, I mean not Toronto, but I'm speaking on what, what I'm gonna get to. Right now, RB is very Toronto centric. And if right. you get a guy like Tyler to come in there and produce, like get, get him with Tiller. That would change Tiller's sound. Like that would make give him a new direction. I think it would be good for some of these artists who sound like each other. No, yeah, for sure. I feel like they'd be definitely need to like spread it out. You feel me? Cause like, cause you you know me. You see me on Instagram and on Snapchat. I'd be bugging the fuck out. Like for me, honestly, I I bump out to fucking hauling notes. I'll ball out to you know. Yeah, yeah. Me, It's not just <laughs> one type of sound yeah. for me. You feel me? It's like. I need my, my R&B from Cali. I need my R&B from the Midwest. I need my yeah. R&B from the East Coast. And right now, like you said, everything is messed together. You can't tell where these artists are from. And, and honestly, that's why I really connected with the Emotional Orange stuff because exactly. it sounded so, so different. That's what, this, that's what these genres need. Like hip-hop and R&B, not so much R&B, but hip, and, and I guess with hip-hop being the number one genre in the world, I, you can kind of throw R&B in there because hip-hop takes from R&B. So right. with, with this sound finally being the number one sound in the world, so many people are chasing that wave, and I'm waiting to see what's the next wave. Yes, Drake has ran it for this, and that just speaks to his greatness, but I need a different sound. Like, I want the Drake sound from just him and Party. Like, other people got to start coming with something different because if not, you're going to get stagnant. And we see, and speaking on stagnant, I think we see it with this next project. And look. Oh, yeah. I oh, congratulated yeah. my dude Juan. Me and Juan are homies. That's the broski. But at this podcast, just because I'm homies with somebody does not mean I'm a, not call something a spade a spade. I'm not. Nobody, he don't pay my checks. Khaled don't pay no checks. And we just going to keep it a spade a spade. I thought the Khaled album was extremely underwhelming. Oh, bro. Extremely. You are. Bro, the only song that I really fucked with, and I bet, I'm probably sure you can guess the shit. Is the higher shit, and that's because oh, real. that's it, bro. That's it. Yeah, with the Nipsey like, shit, with the video, all the shit. Like I don't know, bro. I I think it's because of when I when I when I look about when I think about Khaled, right? Mm -hmm. I think about those classics, those grimy, muddy eight oh eights, Akon, T Pain, Ludacris. I'm thinking the classics. Like, and even if even if it's with new artists, you feel me? Like if you got Meek on the on the chorus and shit like that, because he's done that before. But for yeah. this, bro, this shit just did not hit with me. And it, it's not to say that he didn't have the right artist. I don't think he had the right artist in the in right, the right sound. Yeah, I don't think the, I think it is all the right sound. You're right. Because like the shit with with um with, with Lil Wayne and uh and Gunna, Gunna. That that wasn't a Lil Wayne and Gunna song. It was no, not, it, it was I not. love the beat. 
I, that I was some Bryson Tiller shit. Yeah, and I'm like, like, why is Gunna and Lil Wayne on this beat? I was so confused. Yep. And the J Balvin shit, nothing against my Spanish niggas. Shout out to my niggas. You already know he was what just do, chasing that. He was. It was, he was weird, bro. It was forced. And I'm like, I don't like this yep. shit. The shit with SZA, bro. Do not, do not sample Outkast and and give me some underwhelming shit. Yo, I was so mad, bro, when I heard that Outkast sample and then I heard that underwhelming track. I was, I was honestly, bro, I was going to tell you that I even listened to the rest of the track. I mean, the rest of the song, zuh, but I didn't. Yeah, because I I know, I know. And that's how I felt because I was hyped. Because if I'm going to keep it a spade, Talent hasn't had a good album since Major Key. Like, Grateful was not good. Like, At all, and like, yes, Grateful had some a couple of hits that were like, I- I'll give you the to the max thing with Drake, but that wasn't even the best Drake Khaled performance. I liked Wild Thoughts with Bryson and uh, Rihanna, but other than that, do you remember any other song of that album? I mean, I'm I mean, a, I'm a, nah, I mean, honestly, like, what you said, you said the chance to rapper shit already, that was, and that I wasn't gonna, shit, and that I was didn't like honestly. that song, yeah, I'm the and one, then, fuck that song. Let me he, had the one yeah. with, he had the one with Beyonce and Jay, the shining thing, but that was... Oh, yeah, that but was, that was already drowned out. That's like yeah. with this one. I'm not thinking about, like, no brain on tap-off because them shits was already burnt out on the radio, so them shits don't count right now, honestly. When we think about, like, the product as a whole, like, some of these shits, like, you got Nas on this... Like, no, hold up, hold up. Before I even get to that, Travis Scott and Post Malone, the celebrate shit. Bro. What the fuck was that? That was one of them throwaway tracks, bro. That shit shouldn't even never made the album, bro. I, I had so much hype for that. That shit... That shit was so. Oh my god, bro! This, mm-hmm. this album for me was tra- it, it, didn't do. I don't, it. Did not do it for me. No, it didn't do it either. I'm not gonna call it a trash because they definitely have moments in this where I'm like, all right, I like it. Like you said, and and also I, we'll get to the how he laid everything out because I kind of liked his marketing plan too. But his like marketing plan said, is always genius. Always. I, like I didn't like the uh, celebrate, which I thought was gonna be hot. I mean, I like parts of it, but I just, like you said, felt like a throwaway. The hire with Nipsey, Hustle, and John, I liked it because it was Nipsey and because of the situation that's going on right now. But is it a great song? I don't know. I like, is it a great song to me because I saw the video and how much I'm, I've been listening to Nipsey, Hustle, and this is his final moment and just seeing how everything just worked? Is it, is it because I like it because of that or do I like it because it's a good song? I don't know. Next up, uh, I want to say another one that took me, like you said, the freaking you. He took, he's sampling these big name songs so people can recognize that it could be a smash. But when you sample these songs, you got to do it justice. Like it's Lil Wayne insane. and Gunna, that was not a good effort by them. Top Off shouldn't have been on this. No Brainer shouldn't have been on this. Those were on there to add to the streaming so he could sell as much oh, as yeah, he Oh yeah, that's exactly is. what that was. Like, and then the Nas and CeeLo thing, why are you giving Nas 10 to 12 bars? Like, why is Nas being cut short? That felt bro, like that shit was song. so weird, bro. That shit was so weird, bro. CeeLo didn't, didn't sound understand. like himself. Yeah, it was weird. It's like, you got these people trying to force themselves to, to sound or to, to match the sound of these songs, and it's not them. No, it's, it's not, not them. And it's just like, bro, I mean, I don't know. And then they have a song called Big Boy Talk with Ross and Jeezy. And oh, not my him... God. That shit was the... That, honestly, that might have been the weakest song on the fucking thing. And it had some Be- of the most hype. I don't know, bro. That shit was whack. Honestly, all I'm going to say to you is he ain't been the same since victory. Fuck all that other shit. That's all I'm going to say. DJ Ooh, Khaled, so you want... producing, bro. For, I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take it back. I lied. I changed a lot. Was Yeah, I was about to say. I changed a lot. I changed a lot. That was the last fire shit. 
Because Major Key, as much as I like Major Key, you can even say some of that was 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 shaky. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it, it just it just let it just let me down. And it, and the Cardi joint, yeah, go hard for the for the ladies and everything. That's gonna be a club banger. But this project, honestly, and I know people are gonna be like, oh, it's a compilation album. How could you expect it to sound cohesive and all together? Other Khaled albums have, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, like. Khaled, just because you have all these different people, you can still make a cohesive album. I'm not talking about cohesive with lyrics and story. Right. I'm talking about cohesive with a fucking sound. This sounds like he was chasing every pop wave for the past year and a half. That, that's exactly what it sounded like, bro. That's exactly what it sounded like. He was trying to get all the hottest artists on there. And for yeah. me, bro, honestly, I don't, I don't really want him working with all these different kind of artists. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Because the albums from Khaled that were fire, he was working with... The, the south. southeast. Yep. That was it, bro. It was from Texas to about Virginia. And then yep. that was it. There wasn't there wasn't no New York niggas on that shit. And honestly, it sounded better that way. We yeah, don't need true. these niggas yeah. on it, bro. They don't match that sound. No, they don't. And, that, and my thing is like, okay, I'm not going to hate on his reggaeton stuff because Khaled got a vibe with that. So I'm cool with the Holy Mounds and all the stuff with the Buju Banta. How do you feel about it being Jamaican? How do you I feel mean, about Khaled nah, But he been, going he's been that, fucking with that shit. Like, for me... I remember DJ Khaled when he was on Top Shots as a skinny nigga back in the 90s. You feel me? So oh, for me, big him, him fucking with the Jamaican niggas, he's always going to do that on a, whatever album. Bougie just got out of jail. Shout out to my nigga finally getting out. He been, in, he been locked up for three years. You feel me? Big but facts. Like, for that, that was different. He always going to shout out Bougie. He, was gonna fuck, he always going to fuck with Movado and them. So for the intros and the, the, uh, the last songs and the interludes, he's always going to do that. So for me, that doesn't bother me. But for me, the shit's in the middle. Like, the thing is that he got Buju talking about some real shit in the beginning yeah. of the album. And then everything sounds forced. Like, mm -hmm. I am confused, bro. Like, when, what are you calling in these favors from these big artists for you to put these songs together that, honestly, if I was an artist, I wouldn't even want that shit on my album. Like, for I me... I don't even want royalties, bro. Kick that. You know what I was thinking just when you were saying that, all these big artists, you know what would be dope to see Khaled do next? Why? And, and since Khaled is this tastemaker, everything he does, people will check out. Khaled should take some of the young up-and-coming lyricists and the young up-and-coming like singers and get with them and and make a new sound. Don't chase sound, bro. That well, Chris Brown, see, Lil Wayne beat Big Sean song sound like it's from 2013. That yeah, yeah, yeah. first of all, that thank you shit, that that shit with Big Sean. Oh, that, that sounded hard, like bro. something. That sounded like something they recorded five a while ago, ago, bro. That shit sounded. It sounded like that was something that was in a vault that didn't make. The other albums. Yeah. But I will say Sean killed, I will say... Sean killed that shit, though. But for me, yeah. I feel like it was old. For me, yeah. it just, it had that vibe. Like, remember we were talking about, like, the Carter Five? And we was like, I can tell some of these songs were recorded before the... Way you know, before, yeah. Way before. That Big Sean song was in the vault. I know it was in the vault. This, just like that, that Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, Big Sean song definitely sounded like it was in the vault. Anything that, I mean, look... Back in the day, that was my nigga. But honestly, at this point, I know Chris Brown got verses that he got stored on shelves that he's just throwing out. I don't think he's really putting in 100% effort when he no. goes out for features anymore. When he do his shit, he do his shit. But when, he, when he's doing other people's shit, he got some verses that he had that he written. That just tossed, yeah. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to go slap it on this song. No, and, and that's my thing, man. And oh, I want to shout out Meek because I think Meek was another high point of this album. Like, yeah. I like the, the Weather the Storm and just how he was rapping. But it's just like, bro, 
I, I expected a lot more from Khaled, especially since now let's get into the marketing, which I think was a success. Just the way he marketed. So this is the first time we have no single from Khaled. I see why we don't have a single because none of these fucking songs could have been a single. No. Like the, and everybody the, was the like, "Ooh, it's in the no-brainer." He had no choice but to put them on the album because there was nothing. There was nothing like the, else. The only one that I think will be big, chop tart, uh, topping the charts will be the J Balvin stuff because of like because it's J Balvin. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. No offense to Latino music. Nah, and that, no offense to, to Jay Bobby because he doing his shit. You feel me? He exactly. out here making his money. I'm not knocking him, but my thing is the just it just it felt good. like he was. It felt like Khaled was vulturing. Like honestly, yeah. Jay Balvin, we know that Latino music, anything that him, Bad Bunny, any of them niggas touch is is number one because the Latino market is becoming huge, bigger, bigger, and they're they're. The, their music is becoming more accepted by mainstream. So anything these dudes touch is going gold. That felt forced. But also, wh- also, though, I just want to put this out there. Shout out to my Latino niggas. And y'all know that I've been strong about this since, like, 2010. You niggas don't got your own sound. Mm, you think because, they coming us? Nah, bro, they've been coming. I wish, I wish that y'all could be in New York and just hit a radio for, like, a, for just one day. There's so many remixes to our songs. They remix every every the baby single out right now. They have a remix to oh, like in Spanish. <laughs> every the baby single, bro. I kid you not. There's a Spanish remix to it, bro. And back in the day when Meek was hot, there was a Spanish remix. Everything that was on Dream Chasers, there was a Spanish remix to it. And reggaeton, where reggaeton come from, nigga? Reggae. Yeah. None of they shit is original. <laughs> None of they shit is original. So for me, Bad Bunny and J Bobbin, get your fucking money. But don't forget where the fuck y'all got your sound from. Uh, don't uh, but facts. And then I think the other one that'll be big is the Cardi 21 Savage shit. Uh, but for me though, the Cardi 21 Savage shit, shout out to my cousin. Y'all don't know this, but I'm telling y'all right now, my cousin Cheese, he's actually, that's, uh, anytime you hear Cheese on the beat, that's my cousin. Shout out to my oh, auntie really? Yvonne. That's, yeah, he been doing his shit. We ain't really get to meet when we was kids. It's cool though. We feel it. We gonna yeah. we gonna meet up eventually. I'm eventually I'm gonna meet him. But uh, he killed that beat that they did back in the day. But Cardi, for Cardi to be relevant, it has to be she has to keep featuring with different artists. It can't be the same artist mm. unless it's Twenty One because I mean not Twenty One unless it's Offset, Offset because that's yeah. you know it's Baby Daddy. That's different. But how do you feel about artists, her verse? Because this is what I was getting into. It sounded too polished for me. Yeah, somebody else wrote this shit, bro. I don't you know, know, nigga. Like, I was like, somebody wrote this. My thing with Cardi is, it's getting to a point now with Matt it's, Megan It's Stallion, very clear with that Tierra she's getting Wack, somebody to write it. With all these great female artists coming out, she's getting somebody to write it, and it just sounds too polished. Yeah, it's no, not that shit, no more. This that was about a month ago. was way too polished. It was like, way too polished, bro. I'm was, like, nah, that's not her. If I'm a female, and even as me as a male... I'm I'm choosing Tierra Whack and Meg The Stallion over Cardi B now because those people actually can rap. They're lyr- like, and not not saying they have to be lyricists, but Meg Meg not lyricist and she keep it gutting. Look, look, first of all, shout out to shout out to Houston. Y'all mm-hmm. out here, y'all really producing some stallions. That's what, look, that girl is fine, dog. Like, <laughs> hey, look, she and she can rap her ass off, cuz she can yeah. really rap her ass off, and that girl is fine, dog. And she keep it gutter, and I feel like though. Unless she's gonna take the path of like Lil Kim and like determine she that she's smart. gonna stay gutter, if she determines to stay gutter, she can keep it. Because the rest of the girls that came up gutter, once the record label started tweaking shit with the it's next old. projects, 
after like the third project, they become the mainstream featuring Justin Bieber. No, no offense to Justin Bieber, but like, no. they, you know, featuring Justin Bieber's type shit after that. Because like, at that point, they like, we trying to, you know, generate sales, yeah. generate searches and shit. So we're going to put you on a track with Chris Brown. We're going to put you on a track with Justin Bieber. We're going we gonna to get that Drake feature. We're going to get that Drake feature called in. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if she keeps the way she's going, Megan Stein can be a real fucking staple in, in Exactly. Rap. And, and my thing is with Cardi, just from seeing this, that next album will not uh, to me. Whatever it is, album, I'm not. I don't even know if I'm listening to it. Yeah, like I think I think people are gonna be real surprised about the next album, and I think that's why people are like, "Oh, Cardi should have been dropped." I think we're gonna see her take longer than expected because she don't know what she's about to do because because she doesn't write and because she has this image and now she's making money and it's. It's gonna be hard to keep that gutter rag, that gutter ratchet image when she she's polished now. She man. is like one hundred percent. But yeah, man, this album to me just it was underwhelming. But I want to congratulate him on the marketing to not put out any singles and everything, and then to drop a video for three for days in a row for every song, and then do street team marketing as well as this video. Nah, he bodied that shit. That marketing shit was was it's, it's ingenious. Dope. It reminded me of. What what started him in this shit? You feel me? Like mm-hmm. his hustle, it the marketing that he do is he's never lost it. His hustle no. f- to get out to get his shit out there has yeah. never fell off. It's never fell off. But he hustles the, like the, the indie, content, the, yeah, the major. content just wasn't it just wasn't there for me. But like his 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 marketing shit that that's a man that if if he told you yo bro, I'm just gonna take twenty percent off the top. We're gonna put your shit out there. Shit, even if he want to take 30 or 40, if he get my shit out there, I know they're going to be fucking with my shit across the world. Not the country, mm-hmm. the world. If DJ Khaled promoting for you, I'm telling you right now, he the, the main best. reason why he people do still on Snapchat. That's like, what I'm bro. Here's my thing about DJ Khaled and Cardi B, just listening to you guys talk about it. You know, DJ Khaled, I feel like he is one of these guys that, you know, he may put out crap on uh, in music, but I mean, like, because of who he is, you know, the Snapchat God or whatever he calls himself, and like, is has such a big presence, and you know, the marketing and all of that. That's what DJ Khaled is. Like, I, oh, I feel wow. like you know, oh, talking yeah, about 100%. a DJ Khaled album is like, yeah, because I mean, like, I don't really like any of the stuff that he does or anything like that. I didn't like "You're the One" or whatever that song that came oh, out yeah, years ago. Was, I think the yeah, only song I've liked by him was "All I Do Is Win." But so, yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's my shit, but, though. That's on victory, I, though. You feel me? That's yeah. the T-Pain, the fucking ludicrous. That's what he's working with himself. Now he's yeah. spread out. But, now, but, but I mean, like, now I really like DJ Khaled, the person. I love seeing him in TV spots and, and w- interviews. But, I mean, I'm not going to listen to CD. And when it comes to Cardi B, Cardi B is, like, exactly what you're saying. She's built this image to this point where she can't build that image that she got famous off of. So right. now what she's gonna have to come back is gonna be similar to kind of what Nicki Minaj had to go through when yeah, like, she exactly. got out way but more see, popular. But the thing that, but the thing that kept Nicki afloat is Nicki could actually rap. And exactly, Nikki yeah. Her shit, like Nicki made good music, and yeah, we gonna see. Can't, she can't do that. We gonna, <laughs> she better call Partisan Fontaine and get that nigga writing because she uh, she better call her niggas back in the Bronx that was writing them lyrics. Shout out to uh-huh. the BX. You feel me? That's, what, like, that's what I'm talking about. She got is- to because. Uh, this next album, this is gonna make a break her. She gonna be on. She gonna be back on over hip hop. Yeah, huh? And speaking on, <laughs> on on Khaled, I kind of agree with a lot of what Schubert said. I really think Khaled should switch to the mogul. It's time. Yes. Like, like he was the head. I mean, of, he, technically, he, he is a mogul. You know what I'm saying? It's just that he wants to keep putting his name out there, and it's the, it, it got to be an ego thing at this point because mm-hmm. like. Most of the DJs know, bro. I can't put my name my name on it, and it's not gonna sell the same way as if. 
I call it a drama. I yeah. do something different for me. But nah, but drama's different though. It, it's always gonna be hosted by DJ Drama. That's different. True. If D, if if Khaled was hosting these, uh, hosting mixtapes and shit like that, that'd be totally different. If, he can still do that on the side. But the uh, the compilation is shit like back in the day, DJ Clue, DJ Funk, Master Flex, shit, even in Louisiana. Shout out to my nigga DJ Chill. A lot of these niggas had their own mixtapes. Yeah. Where they would like front the songs type shit. But that time is past. Yeah, it really has. When and we revered you, the DJ, it's past. It's gone. And if you're going to do the compilation, I'm not saying it can't be done because I think drama could make a really good one. I, I, I just think if you're going to keep this up, you got to chase. You can't chase sounds like Khaled. You got to bring in young. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at look at his features. Features are Buju, Sizzler, Movado, 070 Shade. One young person. So, Bob, you go Cardi B, 21 Savage. Yeah, 21 is young, but you know what type of sound that's going to be. The Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Big Sean, that's a that's oh, you know what that yeah, is. Yeah, that's something like somebody say Chris Brown, Big Sean, Lil Wayne. I could I don't know if you're talking about 2019 or 2013, yeah. 2012, like <laughs> 2011. I don't know what year you're talking about if you got those three people on the song. Because it sounds the same. It, it it never changes. SZA, I had so much hope for, but like Brooklyn said, it just didn't, it wasn't executed. Mm, bro, Trash. that outcast shit, mm, bro, I'm still mad about that. The mm. only young person he had on this besides 21 and 070 Shake and SZA is Lil Baby. And, and he had Gunna. He had Gunna on oh, there, too. Yeah. So my thing is this. You need to, like, if you're going to keep trying to do these compilation albums and, and ha yes, have the OGs and the legends, but why wasn't the baby on this. Why wasn't like people like uh TJ Porter, uh what's that what's that kid name who's on racks in the middle? Uh Rich, uh oh man, I know I know this nigga name, but uh because he's been popping. But you get what I'm saying? Like he needs to have these young and have lyricists too. Go get go get the Tory Laneses, go right. get the uh the Joyner Lucases, go get people who are lyricists as well to fuse with the the uh melodic people, and then you can have something fire. Uh his name is Roddy Rich. Yeah, go get oh, people okay. like Roddy, Roddy Rich. Uh 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 uh, 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 Rock. Go get some of these young boys to change your sound to to be new. Or if you want to be old, then get the old. Like you can't do pop with these with the old heads and some. Yeah, that's like, why that you, shit was weird. Like yeah, like, he he. Uh, look, hey, he's gonna forever be ingrained into R and B history. I ain't even going front. Jeremiah has made his statement. Jeremiah is done. Yes. Don't put oh, yeah. him on the chorus no more. There's no more choruses that Jeremiah can do. And that's why I fuck with T-Pain and Akon so much, because they got out of the chorus game while we still revered them. That's my thing. Like, Jeremiah I don't revere Jeremiah good, no more. It's done. He don't put out good albums. He's it's done. Guy. That's yeah, it. no, I'm with you. I'm him with you him on being on the chorus anymore is done, bro. He's, he's been going for too long, bro. It's done. Like so, Khaled should have did Back this to where he took the Rosses, the Jeezys, the Waynes, the Nas's, Hove. Take those old school and give us an album where it's hip hop. Don't give us no pop shit with them niggas. Or if you want to go the pop route, get all the young niggas and then do it like that. But you can't do. Oh, I'm gonna take these legends. I'm gonna take these young niggas and I'm gonna I'm gonna still make this pop sound and stuff. And it's gonna be all hits. That's. That's not music. And you know what else it is? You know what else it is, too? I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he in a... Because there's been a lot of reports about him. I don't know, but Future not being on more than one song on this shit... Was weird. It was really weird for me. Yeah, Future no. and DJ Khaled have been working a lot together. And for me, for him to only just be on a single with, with Beyonce and, and uh, 
And, uh, and no and Drake. Drake. I'm just like, this shit is weird, bro. You don't got Drake or Future on any songs, really. Because the top off shit, it was just a throwaway that he put on there for, for yeah, streaming that was last sales. Year. Yeah. Right. But like, so for me, that was weird, bro. I don't know if it was something like the songs he sent them, they wasn't vibing to, or he didn't send it to them. But like, bro, you putting out an album and Future or Drake's not on it, it's weird. It's yeah, real weird. Th- this project, it just, it was very, very subpar. Very, very subpar. And it just wasn't worth all the hype that the uh, publications and everybody on, in- and like all the, 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 the influencers were talking about. And then you could tell it wasn't as good because all the influencers aren't talking about it now. They was making big hype up to it and everything. And then like now all you hear is, oh, some of this, like I like seeing Khaled on SNL, good interview, good interview with Elliot Wilson on Crown, but nobody's talking about the music because the music didn't connect. Just I just really just... hope that he, um, that, that all those publishers got paid up front and yeah. then try to, you know, get the back end on the road because this one, not, I don't know if anything. There ain't no back end for this one. big dog. Ain't no yeah. back end. Big facts. But like I said, it's like, we, we love We The Best, we love Juan, and we love all these dudes, but we got to just keep it honest. Like, we, we call a spade a spade. But let's move on to this next thing, something else in hip-hop, which I think was a success. The Wu-Tang Clan dog of Mikes and Men. Brooklyn started that being a new New York. That shit, bro. You know what? For me, I love watching these documentaries. And when they have the the archive footage of what they did back in the day, it's so fucking funny to me because, like, we dead ass still talk like that. Like, this shit is fucking hilarious to me. Like, that. Like, I got friends that they still say, you know what I'm saying, at the end of every fucking sentence. Like, this shit is, I love this shit, bro. I really love this shit. And I love how it starts off and it tells you their story and it doesn't, like, it, it, it lets you, you know, allude to the fact that money is probably what got into yeah. the mix. But it isn't like give it straight away. Like the NWA movie that they did, you could tell from the jump that movie that, that money was going to break the niggas up. Yeah, but for this, facts. it kind of like, it kept showing how like they kept doing, they were breaking boundaries, getting deals that was like, it's all of us, none of us. It's all of us, none of us. You feel me? Like, and then like eventually it showed the shit where like, you know, they was getting torn apart because... Niggas started making money, babies being born, and families got to be fed. You know what I'm saying? So then yeah. eventually, niggas start breaking off one by one. And for me, I, I loved how it like detailed it out. It didn't rush it, and it told a lot of OB uh, ODB story because a lot of people don't really know. A lot of people don't really know his story. I mean, I know his story. I didn't know a lot about the Wu Tang as a group story. But, no, me neither. Uh, the o- the ODB story, I knew a lot about it because. As a kid, I had a bunch of friends from Brooklyn that was always bumping Wu-Tang Clan, you feel me, and shit like that. And for me, 36 Chambers, uh, fucking, huge. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Cream, all them shits for me, them shits was fire, bro. So for me, ow, ow, this shit just connects with me on a whole nother level. I fuck with this shit. As so, a hip-hop head, this was perfect for me. I love going back and watching all these documentaries and then learning about these artists and then listening to their albums today. I was... I, I wasn't the biggest Wu-Tang fan growing up, but, huh, listen to Raekwon, listen to Ghostface Killer, Iron Man, uh, listen to, uh, what's the, uh, what's the joint, oh, shit, Iron Man, and then, uh, uh Built for Cuban Links, that's what, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, like, Raekwon the Chef and Ghostface Killer loved them, and like you said, I knew ODB story, but I didn't know it that much, and the fact that they had, all that footage of him and to make it flow seamlessly to oh, where you bro, think it was like he's he there. was there. Oh yeah. my God. That, shit that was perfect. beautiful. And then to learn about the Jizza, the Rizza, like I didn't know the Jizza, the Rizza, and ODB were family. And like to me, like you said, with the money shit, 
I don't know, like, I don't know if I can blame RZA and his brother because it looked like they was trying to take care of him. I yeah, know, it like, was like, they was like, bro, weird. we family, bro. Like, who's going to have your best interest out for you? But for, mm-hmm. for him, he was, he was wilding, though. You see me? Because, like, for shit like that, it was, like they said in the documentary, ODB gave everybody their, their, um, the confidence. He yeah. already had it. And he was going in there, dropping dick off, had too many kids, bro. And his mom was pushing him one way. Shout out to moms, because there's nothing you can do as a mom. This is just the way they think. His mom yeah. was telling him, yo, you got to get these bills paid. You got to get this. You got to do that. Because if not, the court going to take you back to jail. You feel me? So she was looking at his best interest. But at the same time, I see where Devon and Rizzo was coming from. But they was like, yo, bro. Who's gonna look out for you better yeah. than blood? You feel me? Like, and see, these, even these with niggas the, that these damn dash niggas don't really care about you. That's what I thought. And then, like, seeing with the other dudes when they let them out their contract, it's like Divine made a good point. Y'all was buying cars, houses, and y'all like, how how is Divine rich? Divine would spend his checks on investing the moment he got them. Like, you can't. Divine was trying to flip shit. He yeah. kept, he kept the same drug dealer mentality, but took it to Wall Street. These niggas was just, they was living the rap star life, you feel me? So for, for Devon, he was like, bro, if you do what I do, you will see be... a return on your shit. But you exactly. niggas is just putting it into shit that, is, that loses value over years. Your car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates in value, bro. I'm over here putting my shit into things that's going to multiply my money. Y'all out here just change, buying yeah. shit that's, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For it's him, dumb. it was a different kind of shit. But them, they was only seeing it in one kind of way, but that's the culture of being a rapper. That's, that's what you want to do. That's my thing. It's like, in, in the documentary, did a good job of like not saying Divine was the bad one or saying the guys were the bad one and left it up for the people. And we to don't decide. know. Their yeah, stories, I really fucked like, with that. But to me, it just felt like, it's, and like when you talk about the argument that Ghostface got into with Divine on the thing and, and how Divine don't even talk to the group now, it's like, I can't be mad at him. And for and the thing is, you can tell that Rizzo, like Rizzo was hurting. Like, oh, just, yeah. like it's like, cause it's like, that's his brother, but these are his brothers too. And it's like, y'all just don't know. My brother would like, he has to get paid. So why, why like, if he's the manager, you get 15, you get 10 to 15% as the manager off rip. And then on top of that, he's the record owner. He's going to be making as much money as y'all, if not more, because not only is he making the money off of, the group, he's making money off the individuals and RZA, and then he's investing. You can't be mad at that dude for being rich. Now, if he wasn't paying them, I get that. I get right. why they're mad. Like, for but me, you, the shit but was Matt like... didn't have no problem with it, because you saw nah. Meth was making money. And the shit, for me, really, that fucked with me the most was that, like, you could see the part where it was like, uh, yeah, Devon fronted the money for the, mm-hmm. for, the, for, the, for the equipment. He fronted the money to, to, uh, to put our shits on wax. He fronted the money for this. He fronted the money for that. So for me, for them to just be like, oh, let me see transparency, I'd have been like, I was out there busting my ass on the corner selling drugs, selling When y'all wasn't shit. For y'all. I was selling bricks, yeah. and I was putting the money to y'all. I could have been in jail. I could have been locked up like you dog was. You feel me? Like you God was, but I wasn't. I was out there busting my ass, sacrificing my liberty, my freedom to front for y'all. And then all of a sudden, when that transparency come hit, it's, it's like it's the same way that Devon put it. Ego. He didn't say yeah. it was the money. He said it was the egos that really fucked with the group. And see, and that's why I fucked with Inspector Deck the most because, like, and not not the most out of everybody, but in terms of Inspector Deck, uh, you guy, Capadonna, and the ones that we don't know about. Capadonna and all them, maybe it might have been not been Capadonna. Which one wrote the book? I think that was Capadonna. I think it was Capadonna. Yeah. Whichever one wrote the book and all them, they was being salty. But y'all went to jail. Y'all weren't looking at y'all's careers. Like Inspector Deck did not complain. 
It was all the ones who didn't feel like, oh, we made, like, we're not the mess. We're not the, like, that's not their fault that those dudes focused on rap and you niggas was focusing on the streets. And it was crazy because, like, it was funny that, like, they it admitted was you guys it in that the documentary. The they it wasn't Capadonna. It. Yeah, it, it, was, was you guys. it was you guys. Because yeah. you guys admitted in the documentary, he said, yo, I was out there selling drugs and, and Matthew would be like, yo, bro, pack this shit up. Let's go. We going to Rizzo's house tonight. Like, that's it. I'm done, bro. Like, we yeah. got to look forward. We got to think forward. And it's just like, it's crazy because the dudes that knew what they were capable of, and I guess it's because it all go back to OB, uh, ODB because, like, he gave them that confidence. Like, there's never going to be another rapper that has the cadence in his voice the way Method Man does. Yeah. Like, the fact that they, they made that move early to let him sign the Def Jam, for that me, I feel like, why would you leave the group you already got your deal. You feel me? Like, yeah, and that's why Meth didn't leave. That's why like, Meth it was, was weird. with it. And but no. then when everybody else started getting crazy, he was just like, fuck it, I guess I'm gonna sign off too. And then for them, they were just like, we went from a 50 million dollar company down to 10 million in yep. a matter of months because one by one, people was coming up to us. And like, obviously, it all kind of circulates back to Ghostface telling Hot 97 to fuck off. But yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, that was kind of a bad move. Big but time. after he did it, then everybody else is just like, you know what? It's bad branded for me to stay here. So that's why I understood where everybody was coming from. But for me, Ghostface had to take a little bit more credibility for that. Because yeah, like, it, for like, me, nigga, you kind of the reason, like, it, it kind of was like trying to, not, the, for me, the way it was going, it was just like, everybody was trying to blame Devon and RZA, but really, it was Ghost. No, and that's my, that's my Ghost thing, is like, really the reason why the, the, the shit broke hit up, the fan. Man. Was like, because he did all that shit, and then nobody wanted to go back on tour because the vibe was fucked up. That's my thing. Like, how you just stop a tour? Like, that's He crazy. fucked up the whole vibe, bro. And, 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 like, as much as I love Ghostface, I'm with you. And you can see it. Like, I look at Meth. Meth is the perfect. Meth stayed cool with RZA, and he stayed cool with the family. He did the albums, and his solo career worked. And if they would have just moved like Meth... Everything would have been good. And you see when them niggas go solo and they all get their contract, why you think they ain't making the money like, like meth? None of them niggas made the money, money, bro. None of them was really, like, Ghostface was all right, but, like, he had the bad, he had the bad rep. You feel me? Like, if he wouldn't have said what he said and him and meth would have went their separate ways and went solo, it would have been fine. But because yep. the bad rep was following Ghost, shout out to Ghostface Killer. He's really a beast. He's really a fucking legend. But, mm -hmm. like, his words was really what fucked the group up. You feel me? And, like, because of that... Meth went on, did his solo shit. He Ray. met up with Red Man later on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He did his shit. Rayquan and them did their shit. You feel me? But like, it, it really all go back to Ghostface. And, and it was and crazy it, because like everybody's isolating Devon, yeah. but it wasn't really Devon. You feel me? Like they really like this nigga. He had to be in. I think he was in Cali for his yeah. interviews. Everybody else is in New York, and Devon is all the way in Cali, bro. Like. For me, I'm just like, that's crazy, because Ghost really should have been the nigga. He should really should have been the nigga that y'all, you know, Don't isolated. He should have no, been the one. And you can see, like, Rizm, like, it just it just shows you if you move right and you and you will make the money. Like if you stay look, RZA made the money. Meth made the money. Even Jizza. People don't know a lot about Jizza, but Jizza yeah, still not. made the because because uh RZA took care of him. It's like Raekwon and Ghost should have been bigger rappers because of the streets and stuff. But the thing is, they was too focused on other things instead of being about their money and everything. And if they was at the front, like Meth, Rizzo, and Jizzle, if we'd be having a different conversation. 
And shout out to RZA for still making these niggas beats even when they signed off the label. And, and that's for me. That's how you know. I don't know, Lynn. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you like that. But me, I'm petty, nigga. I'm not making the beats for you. I'm it would hurt my heart. Like it suck would my hurt dick. my heart. Suck my that's dick. My... I'm not making nothing for you. Suck my dick, bro. Like see, what? and that's I got how you know. Respectful, bro. That's how you know. That's why I couldn't blame RZA because RZA still took care of his people even after y'all blame his still brother. his dogs, bro. No matter yeah. how many licks they came after him for, bro. Like, he's still, he was still he loyal. He still take I'm care like, of him, yep. That's a yep, real yep, nigga, because yep. me? What? Oh, then, suck my dick, get out my office, get out my studio, take the your shit. The only thing I can blame him for, the only thing I blame RZA for is that new album, because even Meth didn't like that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. That I, I kind of judge, I kind of judge everything by, like, Who's wrong? Who's right by meth? Because meth honestly was the most stand-up one out of all of them. Oh yeah, that's the fact. And meth bro. was the star. That's the crazy thing. Like he was humble, didn't have ego, and 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 you see why meth became the biggest out of all of them. But also, no homo, meth was the best looking one out of all these ugly true. ass niggas. True, true, true. None of these niggas was really like. Let's put them on the cover of Fade and let's put them on the cover of Vibe magazine. It was meth. None of them yeah. niggas had that look. No, big, you right, and but that and and a I lot think of that, that there says, was that raunchy, you know, Staten Island, Brooklyn, you know, kind of look. Meth was really the one that you can market and put out there and, as the face type shit. You feel me? So for me, I thought that shit was lovely signing him to Death Jam early on. That was that was just a great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the rest of these niggas, I mean, Ghostface back in his day, he was alright, but like. A lot of these niggas, they wasn't really, you know, like Raekwon had the beats. He, I mean, not the beats. He had the the flow. He had the rhymes. But like Raekwon's ugly ass nigga. <laughs> he ugly ass nigga. He was ugly ass nigga when he was young. He's ugly ass nigga now. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, and that played into it. But that goes back to my thing. Like you, Meth was the star, but he was humble. He didn't he didn't chase it. Like he he wasn't after. Like he was he was gonna chase the star with his solo shit. But even then. Even then, he wouldn't go get a teammate in Red Man. So that just shows you how good of a dude meth is. Like, the integrity and everything. But for those out there who want to know what we're talking about and want to find more about it, go to Showtime and check out of Mike's and Men because I thought it was a really, really great documentary. And shout out to everybody in the Wu-Tang. Wanted to, I, I, it made me go listen to all their stuff, and they're one of the best hip-hop groups, if not the best hip-hop group of all time. Oh yeah, that's a fact, bro. There's, I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. There's never been nothing like it. And it never will be nothing like that because honestly, because the fact the egos, that they kept yeah. it together, even the fact that they kept it together for two albums is astonishing. Because like, absolutely right. NWA, by the time it was time to record the second album, they yeah, was fighting. It was done. Yeah, by yep. the time they was Out, time to go into the work because it was two people. Right. Like anything that's most that's that's that many you know artists in it. It's always tough to come to to keep them together, but for me, like Dre wasn't fu- Dre wasn't fucking with them niggas when he left. You feel me? Like he yeah. didn't make none of those beats. So for me, RZA has got to be a different kind. He was, I mean, he's always been on a different kind of level. But like for me, for him to still do that, that's fucking ridiculous. Because Dre, when he left, that was it. Fuck oh. that next album, nigga. You absolutely right. So yeah, so like like I was saying, go check out the uh, of Mike's and Mick uh, of Mike's and Men documentary on Showtime. They're not paying us no money for that, so that's how you know it's good. Cause we yeah, ain't about that to shit fire, bro. Exactly. So uh, before we get to the other stuff, uh, Schubert was bringing up a good point off air about about Tiller. Who do y'all think is next up? Who do y'all want to see next up for big albums? Cause we don't have any 
announcements, really. The Khaled album was what we was looking forward to. Got yeah. let down. So who do y'all want to see next drop? I know Rihanna coming. We got confirmation that it's a dance hall album. We don't listen, know the name when it's coming. Listen, what you excited for next? Listen, because you know what's crazy? Is I was just about to say that. Was Rihanna, baby girl, you got to come through, bro. Because, like, I, I, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. We open on this podcast. You feel Hell me? Hell yeah. Her loud album is probably one of the albums that if I'm on a road trip, I'm bumping that shit front to back. You feel me? Like California King Bear, that's my shit. You feel me like that? So for me, I need her to come back, baby, because like I yeah. need some new Riri in my life. You feel me? Like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I got two albums that I really put on rotation. I'm on a road trip. And then the rest is like probably playlist. It's that Rihanna loud album. The next one is that Katy Perry Teenage Dream. You feel me? Because I gotta be up. I gotta be up and I gotta be moving. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious. Nothing really gets you moving like TGIF when you're on a road trip. You feel me? Katy Perry, man. Yeah, you feel me? So for me, like Riri, you gotta come straight. And for me, I know she been wanting to do a dance hall album. So if we come out and it's wavy, she got the right people on it. She got the right sound. Party next door. DJ Khaled could even executive produce for some shit like that because I know he know that shit. But See? like, he could definitely no, help with that. That's for something sure. that he, he should be doing. Yeah. yeah. So for me, if she do it and it's fire, I'm gonna be with. I'm I'm definitely gonna be with it. I'm behind it 100. percent I'm waiting for that. The only other thing I could probably think of is um, I don't. This is like kind of anti what you said, but. I want to see Future take some time off and really mm, develop something new. Develop something new, not rush it. You feel me? So for me, I don't want to see a new Future album this summer. I want him to work on his shit and maybe drop something in the fall. Oh, okay, okay. I want to see something. And, and this don't have to be a summer release. This could be just for, for the rest of the year. But I want to see Tiller drop something new. And I, he got a new mustache. He got a new face. He been working on instruments and everything. And then to see his stuff with Ryan Trey, uh, our guy Ryan Trey, when they just dropped that new song, that gave me so much hype for him. I want to see what Tiller brings next. But I think Shuby made a good point. I'll let him say it. He got to get his marketing together. Yeah, the thing about Bryson Tiller is that Bryson Tiller could probably be the biggest star in the world right now if he wanted to be. Yeah. In terms I don't know of if he wants to be. And that's his thing. Like, yeah, maybe he it, don't. It's so much seclusion. It, it's and I can't blame him because he has a daughter. He's focused on his kids. But like, if you wanna, if you wanna be bigger than what you are, and your talent deems you, you need to. You, he got to get out there a little more. And that's not doing every interview. It's just talking a little bit. He doesn't talk. No, he doesn't do any of those things. He doesn't put the work in. I don't know if he was doing it before, but now that after you know after Trap Soul came out and it made you know it got the reception that it did. I don't think he knew and that was gonna happen. I don't think they did it. I don't think none of his people and his team was ready for no shit like that. Because, like, no. honestly, bro, like, I mean, y'all know, y'all know I was used to working radio. Like, I've met these these rappers and these singers on a second album radio tours. Like, bro, you can't stop doing that after the, just the first album, bro. You gotta yeah. at least do two or three albums before you can do be like, I I don't gotta do no radio runs. Like, and, I don't gotta do shows. no promo runs. I don't, it really goes back to the point. I don't think he was ready, and I don't think he knew he was about to pop off. And you can see that even more so from the second project. Because as much as I like set it off now, and we didn't like it at first, it, it's really the B side of Trap Soul. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. That's yeah. what I'm. I'm waiting for new Bryson. I want new party next door. Party has been too long. I don't yeah, care. If it has been a hot minute. Like I don't care if you're working on Rihanna shit. I don't care if you're working on Drake shit. Tell you can still work on your shit. Yeah, tell both the niggas sit down and I want a new party album in 2019. If I go into 2020 without a party album, 
it's going to be hard for me to consider myself still a party fan. That's and that's right. saying a lot because, bro, I love... We know you love Toronto, damn. No, I was about to... All look at, look at this nigga. Toronto. No, he bro, loved Drake. He loved no, He loved no. the weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. I, and the funny thing, I think I like Party Next Door more than the weekend. That's wow. that's That's true. Cause we go, we go, we can get into the weekend. Nah, it's cause you some dance hall nigga. That's why he trying to go to Jamaica. I hear you. No, look I'm, this I'm, nigga. I'm gonna make sure we get the hotel. Ah, people. look this nigga. No, but the first party album to me, classic. The welcome Thanks. to the the, the first party next door one, classic. Party next door two, I thought was good, not a classic. Party next door three, I think that's where he fell off. But then he drops the colors EP two, which was flawless, and then he drops this radio. Like we need the yeah, new that project, was, yeah. like. Come on, party. We need that. And then, of course, you know, I'm waiting on a new Drake project, which yeah, I think is going to be Because you love Toronto. Look at this guy. Look, at, But I'm not oh, I, I love say Toronto. This. I say this. I'm not waiting on the weekend project, nigga. Nah. I, I bet you nah. not. Because he on <laughs> some... I mean, no no offense to these niggas, but, like, he working with Daft Punk and Pharrell and shit. So, like, he... I don't his know shit should sound a lot better than what it is. I'll say it's that. It's just sounding like... It's sounding like he trying to, you know, compete with Bruno Mars. And I'm just like, nigga, you not... Go back That's to being a sad boy. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is weird, bro. You trying to the fuck? You trying to get up all night to get lucky and shit? Like, nigga, I don't want to hear you. There's nothing wrong with that punk, but that's a different kind of vibe. Bro. Stop, no, that punk and Bruno. That sounds like something that should be good, but I don't want to see you. You know, collaborating with these feel good musics when well, you look, giving me my real shit, my real well, look, sad. Since, since we go in there, I think the weekend hasn't had a good album and like. This is it. I like Starboy, but when I when you ask me what was what's the weekend's best albums, I don't think he's had a good album since Kissland. Straight okay, up. That's a fact. And, that's and a fact. Niggas, niggas did not like Kissland at first, myself included. When you go back and listen to Kissland today, Kissland is amazing. It's immaculate. I'm I'm embarrassed that I didn't I didn't understand Kissland back then. Because it is a, a great project. And he hasn't had one like that. Like, after Kissland, he went pop. 100%. Yeah, no, he went 100% pop, bro. Like, that, this shit is ridiculous. Like, like I don't fuck no. with that shit at all. Big facts. But let's get into the next oh, hey, topic. For, wait, oh, hey, I have one. Say. Oh, yeah, what you yeah, got, bro? My bad, my bad. Shoot, man. What you, yeah, what you excited I, uh, for? I would like to see John Legend come out with a new project. Ooh, okay, okay. That's an interesting take. Okay, okay. What you... What you want, like straight R and B? What you what you feeling? Well, he come, he came out with that song "Preach" uh, recently, and it's, yeah. it's 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 all right. And you know, you get a lot of him on the Voice that I've been watching this season. He does he's doing all of his like live performances, and I'm like, man, you know, John Legend is amazing. And I would just love to see like a more recent project from him because we got like the All of Me stuff. That's I'm pretty sure that was the most recent album that came out like 2013. So it's I been mean, like he's. He's been on like his nearly seven making years fucking Paramount Motions, you know, soundtrack yeah. and shit. He be doing his music soundtrack shit. I feel like if John and Alicia Keys got back in the booth, they'd probably make some fire shit. He needs some, that's what I'm talking about. He needs somebody to like really push him. You feel but you know? I say this about John. John better not go down that Usher route, make it a trap out. John better stay no. the Oh game. my God. He Yo, that was the, Don't that was the worst thing. Bring me up on that Usher <laughs> shit. Shout out to my baby mama, Kelsey. Die hard Usher fan. See, that shit was I made terrible. her. I made her admit in my face how trash that shit was. I was like, yeah, no. please look me in my face and tell me that was a good album. She could that not do it. That shit was terrible. Holy yep, that shit, shit was so bad. But oh those, my god, those are the projects we're looking forward to. And we only got a couple more topics left, and before we get to Bros Who Ball, so what y'all, bro? Why, why that nigga sidekick the Terminator? 
Arnold Schwarzenegger oh got, my, got straight kicked yeah. in South Africa. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I watched that shit in real time, slow motion. Same. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. That shit was fucking hilarious. But when you see from the other angle, like, this nigga barely moved. Like, That's my thing. He's yeah. still that strong and he that old. What 70 years old. What is he eating? That's determined. Homie did straight up, uh, he jumped in the air, whole body was on the side, knees bent, full kick, but he got his ass whooped after that. You could oh, best yeah. believe them white bodyguards jumped up. Like, oh, he, yeah. he lucky he didn't I wish die. the video would have kept going. Same. <laughs> I wouldn't see that nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. I wish the video would have kept going. I was tight. That shit was hilarious, bro. Uh, but that's all I really got on the Terminator. I just wanted to bring that up about that. Uh, anything, yeah, I was wondering what you were talking about. I was like, wait, is he talking about something that happened with this new Terminator movie? But I was like, oh, yeah, no. he's talking about <laughs> Don't Arnold. Arnold getting dropkicked. Yeah, Arnold yeah. got straight dropkicked. That shit was hilarious. So next up, we got Lil Nas X is facing a boycott <laughs> from, from uh, country fans <laughs> due to his Wrangler uh, uh, endorsement. Yeah, Yo, man. This is Yo, straight, like, this is Shout racist, out to like, what you were saying before, though. Like, when we was talking about, like, uh, hip-hop, you know... Reaching out for a new sound. Lil Nas is trying to do that. But the white people are so enraged. Like, Bro, so you telling racist. me that Florida Georgia line could come and steal 808 drums and put that on their track. That's boom, my boom, boom. We steal your shit. It's not okay. And as Get much as I love my brother. With that. Look, I love my brother Charles. Charles is on the network. Like, and this is not me. That like, I love Charles, but I just think he was wrong on this take. We was talking on Twitter. He was like, he didn't think it had anything to do with race, and because Darius Rucker's in countries, uh, Lil Nas didn't, and it's it's just him just trying to jump in the genre. And country right now has a problem with many non-country artists trying to be thrown in a genre. I was like, bro, if you're gonna give me that excuse, let's go back all the way to the '60s when everybody was taking. Everybody's been taking things from niggas. For years. When nobody 60s. wants to talk about you're talking about the 60s. Baby, bring that back to the 30s. To the 30s. Yeah, no, you're right. Back to the 30s, dog. You're right. Like, and, and and it's it, crazy because like they got the they got like Rolling Stone, they got videos of like archive videos of like the Beatles admitting that we took shit from Muddy Waters, the guitarist, because he was killing that shit. He wasn't getting no he wasn't getting no real bread from it. Why do you think Ray Charles hate Elvis? That's Elvis what I'm saying. Like, all they shit. shit. They've been jacking shit. You feel me? So for me, it was just like, I don't want to hear it's not racist. Not a because damn nigga, thing, it's yeah. racist. It it's is, racist. It's, it's 100%. Because nobody says anything when Miley Cyrus jumps into hip hop for two years and it's like, oh, I don't want to do just this slap the hip hop shit on her, on her album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, she drop it, it got the hip hop slash RB shit on it. Versus when, when he dropped his shit, it's like, I don't care if it sound like country, it's still gonna say hip hop and RB. That's or, my thing. It's like, or when um when Kid Cudi dropped his album and then instead rock of album. saying alternative, it said hip hop and RB. And it's just like, yep. y'all not slick. Y'all yeah, so, not slick. Well, where's all this coming from? Because I haven't heard any of this. Okay, because he got a Wrangler, the Gene, uh, he got an endorsement. Sure, like I saw the Wrangler Gene endorsement. And, and, and then it comes out on the internet that a bunch of country fans are now boycotting him. And my What's a bunch is, of country fans? Like, Charles, <laughs> Red I mean, not, 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 like, not, <laughs> no, it was like, it was trending and it was like, it's like a big, like, really? oh, no, I'm the serious. The whole like, throwdown is, I'm just, is boycotting. I'm, well, it's just one damn song. Everyone needs to chill. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's my like, thing, too. Like, it, he didn't even put out an EP yet. It's but they say he's about to put out an EP. Song. And it's going to be country and stuff. It's gonna be. He, he's not going back hip-hop. It's going to be straight country. And my thing is, the only reason why I bring this up is, is because what are you boycotting him for? Like, it, it, right. like 
Like, are you boycotting him because he makes country music? Well, then why don't you boycott all the other people? Are you boycotting him because he's black and makes country music? Like, that's what I don't get. And that's why it upsets me, because it's like, okay, this dude's not a criminal. He has nothing wrong with him. He's just this little black teenager who's just wearing a cowboy hat who wants to love your fucking idiotic culture. And when shout out to all my dumbass friends. Because everybody right. keep tagging me in them pictures saying I look like him. Fuck y'all. Nah. <laughs> fuck y'all. Nah, yeah, just because like, he's black like, and he got big lips. Fuck y'all. It's like, fuck that. Like, every fucking popular white artist is taking from hip-hop on a daily fucking basis. And you don't see not one of us boycotting. I didn't say shit when Post Malone was like, oh, I'm not a rapper anymore. I'm just hard. Like, niggas will come in hip-hop and rap forever. And then once they get big, they'll go to the genre that they want. And nobody yep. acts like it's anything. If so, what if Lil Nas X is doing it? Let that man make country and, and, and let him be the sponsor of Wrangler. Sucks to suck, country fuckers. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to play a devil's advocate here, I'm pretty sure there was pushback on a lot of the white artists. And, and you know, even the conversation you guys are having now about how people have been stealing from black culture, what Brooklyn said about how Latinos are stealing from black culture. Like, it, you know, it's obviously fucking awesome. I mean, what what can I say? You feel well, me? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just I'm just get, I'm, I'm just trying to gauge like, why is it just one guy? Yeah, no, well, no, it is weird to me because, like, I want to say this, too. And who cares? Well, Dan it's, and it's, Shay are uh, considered country artists. And Dan and Shay nah, pop. barely, barely even scratched the surface of what country music is. And I know I know y'all know because I've been saying it for a while. I'm a big Luke Combs fan. You feel me? Like, I really yeah, yeah. fuck with country. Dan and Shay are not country, but they get, they get invited to the American, you know, country music awards and shit like that. And it's like... They're not country. Bro, they got country artists that use 808s and heartbreaks. Taylor Swift used to be country. Bro, they got right. But they they got country artists that I know for a fact that rap on country songs and they consider country. The reason why it's a big deal, Schubert, is because it's it's what we say. It's like, how can... and, and, And yes, we blow back at Miley because Miley then turns her back on hip hop. But when Miley was doing hip hop, hip hop accepts her. That's the thing that I have a that's problem with. That's what we with. do. It's, we just be taking them in. Come as we you want, baby. How can I don't know if that's that... always the case, though. I, there's definitely been pushback. And, you no, know, I'm not, push, I'm not the historian that's going to be mean, like, okay, well, here's this work, example, this example, this example, this example. Let me tell you but, when I mean, the pushback like, comes. No, wait. I can tell you when the pushback comes. The pushback comes when you don't accept when 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 you when you when you go into the culture, we accept you, but then after after you finish doing what you're doing, you turn your back on the culture. For example, the reason why people don't like Miley, when she was twerking and everything, we was fucking with her. But then she comes out and then after says is, oh, hip hop's a, a negative genre. All they do is smoke weed, do drugs, and talk about killing people. All it, it's bad for this. But when it was good for you, when you were making money on top of the charts and you had to revitalize your career, hip hop was good for you. But now that your career's back on top and you're trying to, to trying to get back to what you used to do, oh, now there's a problem. That's my th- when Post Malone came out with White Iverson, we was cool with everything he was doing. But yeah, because it was dope. Is, that is kind of racist. No, though. but look, think about it, it. It was dope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's why you like it because it's dope. But then when you come out and say, oh, uh, oh, I'm not a hip hop artist. I'm really, I'm just an artist. Don't put me in a box. I'm trying to make country music, I'm trying to make rock music, I don't want to be embraced by hip-hop, this, that, and third. So you're going to turn your back on, on everything that, that made you, and, right. and you're going to take our culture and then just use it and then go, go about your business? That, that's, that's, that's fucked up. All I'm going to say is this. That's Shout what out I, to Macklemore, right? Shout out to Macklemore, yeah. because look what happened, nigga. 
keep keep that keep that same energy, big dog. That's all I'm gonna say to post. Keep that same energy like, because look what happened to Macklemore. Keep that same energy. The the purpose isn't about what what race you are. The purpose is about if you go into a culture and for example, if I went into like if I started making Latino music and then I, I, well, I, I well, uh, recording to Brooklyn isn't. Latino music. Right, it's not. It's, it's they jacking for beats. Yo, I really wish I could come to New York with me. Like, All right, well, ladies, here, different. They if I start making you. rock, if I start making rock and my rock blows up and then all of a sudden I'm like, nah, you know what? Let me just go back to rapping. It, 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 rock people would be furious. It, it, like, Why? Because, you, because you're going into someone's culture and taking their... Their, their their foundations and everything, and then go, and then after after you take it and, and get successful, you just throw it away like it's nothing. That, that to me, you just can't do that. That's it. Just it it, it just sounds like more of this this current culture of just being petty about a bunch of sh- bullshit. Like I'm sorry, but like this shouldn't be a news story. It, 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 it shouldn't be. But, shouldn't. but you shouldn't. They should have let him do his thing. But but yeah, exactly. You should let him do his thing. Why are you boycotting him? Or, like because he's the because well, he's the I, face of Randall. I, I need to see the numbers because I mean, like, really, what does it matter? Like he can right, do it. Because I'm, sure I'm pretty sure his. I'm pretty sure his music video still went to it, it, it matters. It matters because that is straight racism. That because you're boycotting him because you can't give me a reason why you're boycotting him. You can't it, 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 because what? But it happens country. everywhere. So like, why are we? Even but is that okay? But is it? that okay? No. It, okay, well, it's then, not okay. okay. So why? Well, are that's do- why we're talking about it because it's is- not fucking okay. Because oh it's not. You want to know something? They didn't want to make that kid Schubert. He didn't. They didn't want to let him get number one on Billboard. They didn't want to let him do certain things. That's Who why didn't want to let him? Billboard and country. They that that came out for two weeks. The only reason yeah. why he got number one on the Billboard so, chart. So in, the no, let me level. finish. Let me yeah, fucking on a finish. Level. The yeah. only reason why he didn't fucking get number one on Billboard. The only reason why he got it is because they let because Billy Ray Cyrus was like, "Yo, I'll come on your song and show that it's country, and then we'll and they have no reason to accept it. It's not just corporate. Grand so old shout Opry, out to Billy Ray. It's Grand oh, old yeah, Opry big in, in Tennessee. All these people who are the heads of country who are in charge of this aren't letting him in because of that fact. Shout out to Nashville. That's why it's a wrong. That's <laughs> so why we're Billy making Ray. a big deal about it. Oh, yeah, we shouted out Billy Ray when he did it. Shout out to Billy Ray every time. And that's why Lil Nas X bought him a Maserati. So, cool. And I respect him for doing that because that dude helped him. But that's that's, that's the only thing we want to bring this up about. Yeah, um, yeah little, little Nas X is buying Maserati, so I don't think he's too worried, man. Yeah, I didn't know he bought that shit either. So, But 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 just because someone's making money doesn't doesn't change the fact that injustices are being do- done wrong to them. You got to do People have to fight for that because the next one that comes up won't get the same. Like the next dude, the, the black kid out there who's trying to actually sing country and who's not Lil Nas X isn't getting accepted. He's not getting Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, but is he it right? Might, if he don't use 808 beats, he probably will. Well, but but that's the thing. Because there are some black artists that I know that are. Country. But just because you use certain yeah. qualities, just because you use certain qualities of other music, but you want to be a country artist and just bring new flair. That shouldn't stop you because well you it shouldn't because that's what Dan is Shea and that's what Florida Georgia Line is doing. So and that's which, and which they receive a lot of pushback from the country community as well. And yeah, that's what I'm gonna say because like I mean I, like like I told y'all like I'm really big into country now and like for me all those new artists like other than like maybe like Luke Combs and like mm, Chris Stapleton a lot of them the new artists they're getting like you, a lot of pushback because. That, Florida Georgia Line and them, they just using 808s, and you can hear it. Like, when you're in your car, you can hear the 808s. You can hear But that. just because they're getting pushback, 
B, they, they, are they still invited to the, the Country Music Awards? Are yes, they still they are. That's to the my Grand thing. Old That's my thing. Well, yeah, but they weren't... Wait, go ahead. Well, if, if, you, if you wanted to go ahead and just, at the beginning of this said, you know, the corporate corporate level, corporate is, level, has is, pushed is back. being racist against him. Right. I believe that. Yeah, but no, that's it, exactly but, what but, it is. What I'm pushing back level. on is that you're saying that, like, that white people and country music fans that are white as a, as a culture are pushing back against this guy because they don't because they don't like that he's black, which I'm disagreeing with because I mean it, I feel it, like it, it, everyone's gonna push ju- back wait. on everyone because it's just music. But it's not just it's not just the corporate. It, it, you, it, it's a product of all of it. It, it. it starts at the corporate level and then you you go on. I, I get yes, there's pushback on all music, but. This guy is getting vitriol because he's making country music and it doesn't sound like this typical country music. And they're thinking he I'm going to just be blank. They're thinking he's blackifying country and they don't want that to happen. Straight up from the corporate level all the way down to the to the average fan. And I shouldn't make generalizations like that. It's not all. Yeah, fans I'm about to say that's kind it's of not, uh, it's not that's all what I'm saying, fans fella. It's that's not all fans stretch. that do well, that. But, I, well, I feel like that that's the kind of talk that makes things more divisive today is that if you're going to generalize an entire race of people in a fan base that they don't want like a guy because he's black. Like, I mean, if you're talking about the corporate level, I believe you. Yeah, no, it's definitely the corporate level and like the record labels and shit like that. Those are the really ones that like. Well, if we let him be on the top of the charts, then like my well, audience it's it's is, not the you know, corp, it's not Wrangler that's boycotting him. That's all. Well, no, it's, it's not yeah, Wrangler no. that's boycotting him. It's, it's the it's music corporate level, it, not not like it, it, it's the fans. It, it, it's it, it, if it, 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 the music corporations can can boycott him for being the face of Wrangler, like it, it's fans. Like that that's who's boycotting him, and that that's why we brought this up. And that's why it gets into this, because it might not be every country. It's not all country music. It's not all white people. But there's a, a, a set of people who are boycotting him, and you can't give me a reason why they're boycotting him. Yeah, why? all I'm saying is, you know, I pretty much dwell in everything that, every, all of that. And, you know, you know where I'm, you know where I'm at, and you know where I work, and I haven't heard this story come up one time. That's, what, that's it, all I'm saying, because I, I, I just don't think they care that much. And my, but, but see, and, and the reason why I think you don't hear about it is because it's not affecting them. It's to affect the other side. It's, 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 it's not, uh, if it was the flip, if it was, the, it, it, we got to talk about this off here because if it's the flip of it, that's when you hear about it on, on the station. And, that, and, that's, and that's just my thing. And that's why we just wanted to bring this up just to shine light on it because I, I just feel like Lil Nas X is just being done wrong. Let's hurry up. Get through the would you rather's because Brooklyn's got to get out of here. So we got a couple would you rather questions real quick. First one: Would you rather get thirty dollars a day or get a hundred thousand dollars a year for life? Hundred thousand dollars a year for life. Thirty dollars a day. What the fuck is that? Like, that's just the first question. Shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, the um, thing. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? Man, Which I don't know. Thirty bucks I mean, a day, hundred thousand dollars a year for life. If you're smart about it, thirty bucks a day could be pretty solid. Thirty bucks a day? No, the fuck you can't look. At the beginning of January, like you know, how long is that gonna last me? Shoot, that's shoot, true. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> I make thirty dollars every two hours. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I'm sure you can make other income. But so I mean, yeah, this bucks, is besides your own income. So thirty bucks a day gets you equivocally for for a whole year. It basically gets you eleven thousand dollars a year. Exactly. I don't want yeah. that. I don't want that. 
<laughs> so yeah. you you want the eleven thousand up front? Give me my shit, man. <laughs> All right, for sure. I'm with you on that. I want the eleven thousand up front. Next question: mm. Would you rather have no thumbs on both hands or only one arm? Oh my god! Ooh, I want one arm. Yeah, I need my thumb. Yeah, I want one arm. Can I get a gold arm like Jamie Lannister? That's what oh. I'm saying. You get a prosthetic. That's, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, I'm getting me a prosthetic. Like, yeah. 100%. All right, next question. Would you rather be constantly hearing music for the rest of your life or never be able to hear music at all? So basically, constantly. Con- it's not constantly even, not even a off. fucking question. Not yeah, even I'm a question. Go, I'm, I'm going with the constantly, even though that would get annoying as fuck. I'm crazy. Um, so for me, I always hear music in my head. Going the other way, you know, I barely listen to music as it is, so I'm just saying now. Oh, no music for the rest of your life? Wow, he's well, out I'm, here in his I mean, I, I, if I'm in the car, I'm not listening to music, so. That wow. means on But see, I, I, I go so to that So you're not going to bump that Katy Perry on your road trip, shoot? Wait, wait, no. no. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm on a road trip and listening to the Bros Who Think podcast, man. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I think, like Katy Perry. I feel like if you can't listen to music at all during your life, that means on movies, there's no music. That means yep. on all, like, that means You'll on all You'll never hear John things. Legend again on the soundtrack, bro. Come on. Oh, man, Big but track. there could be some really good, really deep music, or not not music, really deep movies without music, though. Oh, yeah, that'd be, probably, that'd be interesting. I mean, they probably have to redo Grease and shit like that. That's one of my favorite <laughs> movies, but I mean, like, <laughs> that would really suck without the songs. <laughs> all right, next up we got, would you rather have the ability to stop time or the ability to be able to go back in time? Go back in time. Go back in time. Go back in time. Yeah. Uh, yeah see, uh, I'm taking. Go- yeah, I think I'd, I'd go back in time, man. I think I agree with uh, you and Brooklyn Schubert. But other than that, I feel like that that's enough. Would you rather for this week? The time Maybe. rules need to be defined, though. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like, not not, not some Avengers. In game. What are the time. rules? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. But with that being said, that's all we got for the first part of this episode of the BWT podcast. After we get back from this week's sponsor, a word from this week's sponsor, we will get into Bros Who Ball with me and Schubert and Justin Baptiste will be joining us. So without further ado, let's get into a word from our sponsor. This week's sponsor of the Bros Who Think podcast is The Edge Barbershop. This week's podcast of the Bros Who Think podcast is brought to you by The Edge Barbershop. Look no further than The Edge Barbershop if you want one of the best haircuts, lineups, beard trims. Man, woman, doesn't matter. The Edge Barbershop can take care of you all. Look no further than my guy, Brock the Barber, or Charlie Clips, Young Spody the Barber, Chaz the Barber, or D-Boy 14. Best Barbers in Lafayette, located next to the Popeye's Buffet. You can find them at 1512 South College Road, Lafayette, Louisiana. Again, if you want the fire haircut, lineup, beard trim. You need to get looking right for the weekend. Maybe your girl's like, bro, you're looking fugly. Time to get your skills up, your game up, and your hair looking right. Look no further than the Edge Barbershop located at 1512 South College Road next to the only Popeye's Buffet in the world. Yes, the only Popeye's Buffet in the world. And when you go to the Edge Barbershop, tell them the bros you think sent you, and you may get a discount. Now, let's get back to the show. that sound means it is time to get to bros who ball and with that being said let me reintroduce my co-host for this segment mr adam schubert schubert how you doing brother yo i was just listening to that ad and uh there's a there's a buffet popeyes in lafayette yeah man the only one in the world are you sure there's one in canal 
In connect. Wait, no, there's no way. Yeah. No, it's a buffet, like legit. Uh, I don't know how uh, what your buffet is like. No, it's a legit like it's a legit Golden Corral style buffet. Like you walk in. Well, it's not like let me not. It's not that big, but like you know what I mean. You walk in and it's like you can pick the different types of chicken or different types of meat they have. They have wings, uh, gizzards. They have all kind of crazy shit. Then you get all kind of sides. They even have macaroni and cheese and other stuff that's not offered at uh, at Popeyes. Sweet. Yeah, so no, no, it's definitely the only Popeye's buffet in the world. But let me introduce our basketball analyst and, and our guy, Justin Batiste. Justin, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. It's the playoffs. <laughs> yes, it's the playoffs. We got a, we got a lot to talk about. Cause, Which playoffs? Oh! the Cup? Oh, look at you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> hey, just so, just so we can get that out of the way, Stanley Cup's uh, finals are set. It's going to be the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. First time St. Got- Louis Blues has been to the Stanley Cup Finals since 1970 when they played the Bruins and lost. So Who this is got- a, so this is a big big game for or a big series for St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis fan base. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Blues here. You know you got Boston on a big rest, um, and the Blues are playing their pick the right time to start playing their best hockey. They scored. I want to say five goals in the power play since game three of that last series, which was a place where they were severely lacking. It's all about scoring on the power play. And if St. Louis can carry that into the finals, then they have a good shot. But, of course, it is the hockey playoffs. I assume it's probably going to go to six or seven games, and it'll be quite a series. 100%. Yeah. I need to get into hockey, man. I, I, I tried watching some of the playoffs. It was definitely entertaining. I just need to get into it, learn the rules, pick a team, and then I think next year will be the year I get into hockey. Also, the, the, before, the way you oh, get into uh, hockey, play NHL. Oh, the That's video game? Mm-hmm. One hundred. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Also, want to congratulate Brooks Kepka winning the PGA uh, Championship. Uh, I was pulling for Brooks Kepka in the Masters against Tiger, but then once Tiger started winning, huh, you know, we, me and she would have to support T-Dubs. But I feel like Brooks Kepka, even though I don't know a lot about golf, I keep seeing his name. And out of all the young people, the Spiefs, the uh, Rorys, all these guys, Brooks Kepka has seemed like he's been consistent and he's a, he's a dominant figure. I, I'm predicting that Brooks Kepka is the next one up. Shuby, how do you feel about Brooks Kepka going forward against your guys like just uh, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, in terms of the lexicon of the young golfers? Uh, well, I feel like he's probably the best golfer right now, mm-hmm. but he's not getting any of the respect because no one likes him. And like mm. the, all the stuff that's been going around this weekend is like, oh, why wouldn't Brooks Kepka kiss his girlfriend? Like, yeah, like, who, like what, who gives a crap about like that? Like, who gives a damn? Yeah. And like, uh, although my girlfriend the, the, did say, if you want an Oscar and just like brushed brushed me off, and like if if you if you brought me to the Oscars or the Emmys and like you won one, and then like as you're going up to the stage, like I don't even have to go to the stage, but as you leave me and you brush me off, if I go for a kiss. I'm breaking up with your ass. And I kind of feel on that, but, like, it's not a big deal for the media to talk about. That's a that's a deal for their relationship. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate too much on that. It's whatever. They shouldn't yeah. have had the cameras on them. And she, no, and be she fast. Known I agree with you. I mean, they both should know. I mean, he should have probably given her the kiss, and she should, probably should have known that it probably wasn't the time. So, yeah. I mean, it could go either way. But it, Was but it the, during the and, match or was it after? I thought it was during the, I see, it was see, in yeah, the middle of, of the round, which, like, if it wasn't during the middle of the round, then, like, I guess it's on Brooks Kepke. He probably should have given her the kiss. But, I mean, like, yes. I thought he was going from hole to hole. And I'm like, if I'm going from hole to hole. I'm not preoccupied about this. Yeah, that's but any, different. But anyway. The way ESPN uh, made it seem like it was, like, at the end, like, after he won. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know all that. But I do know that during the, his final round or whatever, because of the support that Dustin Johnson has amongst the fan base, people were chanting DJ, DJ, while Brooks Kepka's walking up to the 18th green to win. <laughs> Damn. See? Like, that's what's Brooks, messed up. Brooks just got to battle through it, man. He, as long as he keeps winning, the haters can keep hating. But shout out to Brooks Kepka. Uh, let's get into, are we starting with, because there's a lot to get into. We can go with the Pellies. We can go to the Lakers, or we can get to the playoffs. Where do you think we should start, Shuby and Justin? Definitely the playoffs, man. The playoffs? We started, no, we can't start with the playoffs first. What's this trash Lakers story? Yeah, we got to get, we got, cuz, Magic Johnson going on first take. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's funny. Magic Johnson going on first take saying there was backstabbers. Talking about uh, Rob Palinka. Rob Palinka saying oh, it wasn't yeah. him. Yeah, Justin, we talking about these Lakers. <laughs> yeah, we talking about Braun. How you in a <laughs> shitty situation. Man, it's a lot going on in L.A., man. Uh, yeah, man. Schubert, my it's thing with this is, I just want to mention this, and then we'll, we'll get off of it, because it, it's just a clown show. But me, the more I see the Lakers, the more I'm like, why the hell would free agents want to go there? Why the hell isn't Braun asking to get traded out of there? Anthony Davis talks about wanting to go to a winning organization. That, that organization isn't winning. Like, it, it just perplexes me. The more and more we see these na- these big national, big market teams do dumb shit, but yet and still the national media wants to, to, to gloss over it and say, oh, free agents should want to go here because it's a big market winning organization. They're doing dumb and more dumb and more dumb shit, and it just keeps like they're digging themselves a hole, and they're not going to get out of it anytime soon. I don't understand how the Lakers are appealing to anyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like the Hollywood team is acting a lot like Hollywood right now, where it's all about the scandals and the backstabbing. It's almost like we're what it's a the Lakers are Game of Thrones at this point. Yeah, with NBA all Game of Thrones. Small conversations happening and people feeling like they're disrespected. I don't know, man. I, I don't understand. I don't think the players on the team want to play on the team. That's my thing. It's like, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Like, what is the per? Like, who, who wants to go play there if you're a free agent? Why do I want to go join that hot mess? Number one, first off, we don't have a president of basketball operations. If we do, it's one of, it's one of the Rambi. And I'm not trusting Kurt Randis. He was in the NBA. I don't know what qualifies him to be in a, a, a GM or president of basketball operations, but at least he has basketball op- experience. His wife? I don't know what qualifies that lady to be making any basketball decisions, and that's not a male or female thing. That's a, I don't know who the hell she is, and I haven't heard her name in anything basketball. We don't know if she knows. She just seems like she's Jeannie Buss's girlfriend that's there for tea, and, and Jeannie's like, what you think? And she's like, oh, I think this. Like, that, like that's nonsense. Next up, you, there's a big situation with who's the coach. Is it Frank Vogel or is Jason Kidd? I guarantee halfway through the season when LeBron's not f- dealing with are enjoying Frank Vogel, there's going to be a big coaching conspiracy and there's going to be a big problem of who's the head coach, Jason Kidd or Frank Vogel. Why hire two head coaches when you know that's going to be a problem? But I digress. Next up, there's the situation of do they get free agents, which I don't think they're going to get. And then on top of that, the whole trade for Anthony Davis, their, their assets are weak if best. This situation with the Lakers is just dumpster fire on top of dumpster fire on top of dumpster fire to where it's becoming a mountain range of flames. What do you think, Justin? I mean, <laughs> Justin don't have no right. thoughts. 
<laughs> he 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 supports Braun and all this madness. Hold on, no. They didn't say a mouthful, man. I mean, like, right now, things aren't looking good. Nah. And I know, like, they want to land some big free agents, and this, this isn't the way to... If they want to land free agents, all this being out in the media, Magic Johnson speaking on first take, and he's airing out, like, you know, the background of the of the Lakers right now, and it just doesn't look good. I wouldn't want one play for the Lakers. If I'm I was glad. A, if, if I was a player, you know, if I knew all that was going on in the background. I mean, I'm gonna do a round of applause. LeBron, LeBron's fault, but LeBron no. better step in and step into this. He has to. But, he has to just, I mean, the thing is, but the thing is, like the he's not management. Management makes all the, the like all like they get all the players. They hire all the coaches, mm. so he can't do anything but say his opinion. But I mean, it doesn't mean that they'll follow him. No, you're right. It doesn't mean they follow so, him, but. But huh? If they, I can say this: he's the most powerful man in sports, and if he want to come, oh, uh, the most powerful man in NBA, if he wants to come in and say, "Look, I don't like how this is going. If y'all not doing this, trade me." He could say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he he could say that too. Yeah. No, if if things don't go right, if he wants to leave, there's no re- like I, if I'm LeBron and I and and this happens again next year, I'm asking to get traded. There's no way I'm going through this for the rest of my L.A. tenure. But I think LeBron's actions will determine whether or not he's Hollywood or if he's about basketball. If he's trying to be Denzel or if he's trying to be Bron. We're going to see a lot of his actions if he's dedicated to winning. If he's, if he's trying to be Ray Allen or Jesus Shuttlesworth. Shuttlesworth. Huh, big facts. <laughs> I like that. I like that one, Shuby. That's a good one. All right. That's all I really got on the Lakers. Just had to mention that because that was big on first take. Like, it's crazy. Magic Johnson went on Stephen A. Smith's show and straight up called people out. That's in, that's insane, man. I didn't expect to see that. I wouldn't, I feel like Lakers fans would be having really mixed emotions. Like, it would, be, it would be tough to be a Lakers fan right now because that's arguably the greatest Laker of all time. He quit y'all, but then weeks later he's coming out and saying that Oh, it happened because of Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka. So as a Lakers fan, do you support the organization? Do you support the star player? I, I don't know how where your where your loyalties lie if you're a fan. Yeah, they're all it's fair just, weather fans anyway. Yeah, it's just so so much going on. Like just everyone's just it's it, it's kinda hard to, to it's kinda hard to blame who because it seems like everyone was in it. Well, yeah. that's I, I disagree with that, Justin. As, and I, I agree with you in the sense that it's hard to place blame. But then when I look at the situation, it's not hard because there's only one person you can blame because of what you said earlier. Look, management makes decisions. With, but who hires management? Who pays all these people? At the end of the day, it comes down on Jeannie Buss's shoulders. I'm sorry, but you need to be an owner and step the F up and handle your business. If not, it's going to be like this. Like, it, for example, see, yeah. Bill Simmons wanted to call out Gail Benson and, and say rude comments on her, but we see Gail Benson taking authority and handling up on her organization when it looked like a dumpster fire for a little bit. She got rid of everybody and Clean Shop brought in the right people, actual smart basketball minds, and revitalized the franchise. And speaking of that, the Pels just hired one of the best young GMs in the league, Trajan Langdon from the Nets. Assistant GM, yeah. Trajan Langdon from the Nets to come run uh, the scouting departments and help run all that, the the G League team, and to do other things that David David Griffin finds necessary. 
Schubert, what do you think of this hire for the Pellies? I think it's great. I mean, I've liked what Brooklyn's been able to do with their organization. And I feel like if you can take a little bit of what's been going on there and bring it down to the Pelicans, especially with, you know, utilizing young talent and where Pelicans seem like that's where they're going now with getting young talent and building on that. I feel like this is the right situation for them. But you made a good point with the whole ownership thing. You know, Mark Cuban's not going to let anything like that happen in his organization. No. Stuff like that. And so, you know, and for all the flack that Gail Benson's been getting, I feel like it's unwarranted because if anything, she's the one who ca- she does really care about this this pro this franchise. Yep. Like if, I would say 2 years ago, the the ownership was not caring about the franchise, but no, I feel like you could, I feel like Gail Benson has a way better hold on how much she cares and can see how a ben, a good uh, a good product here could really have could really get New Orleans fans excited. She knows was, that th- she knows that that's the case, and she knows that that has to be done, or they have to leave. I agree with everything you said. You could you could even make the case that when Tom Benson was alive and he was running both organizations. He didn't care about the Pelicans, and he gave it to Mickey Loomis to run. As much as R.I.P. to Tom Benson, great man, great owner. He he does, did a lot for New Orleans. You can't deny the fact that giving Mickey Loomis a football mind in charge of a basketball franchise, you can see how we got to this dumpster fire that we were at. But now, looking at Gail Benson taking the reins as an owner because she wanted to buy this team, and her taking up everything that's necessary, she proved that she wanted to own this team. And she's showing that, look, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure this team's a winning organization. And I think her actions have shown that. And I think she needs to be applauded. National media is not, not recognizing that enough. And I feel like if you, com- if you look at this franchise compared to the Lakers with Jeannie Buss, it's night and day. And that's why I say Jeannie has to take uh, responsibility responsibility and take command of that organization because if not they're going to end up like the pelicans were but i want to applaud gail benson for hiring trajan langdon big big hire and i and if you want more information on that hire be sure to check out primetime's episode latest episode with will guillory they did a good job charles and will breaking down everything what that means for the pelicans and going forward but other than that that's really all i have on the pell stuff so Linda, Cuban, Linda, what's up i have a question so are the, are the pelicans a playoff team next season uh, no. Oh, no, no, that's no, no, way no. up in the air right now. Yeah, no, that that's I can't. Wait, so so wait, so Zion isn't that great? No, that's not the. Uh, it's not. No, it's okay, not, wait. It's really not the thing. It's like that's you know, not the thing. Uh, they haven't done anything with AD yet, so you just don't know what that team's gonna look like. Exactly, they, we gotta they, wait. But like, y'all don't think Zion's that great to lead them to to the playoffs? I think I think it depends <laughs> on. It depends on who he's got. Yeah, it depends on the team, man. I think if you if we trade, all right, I'll give you some scenarios. For example, if we trade with Boston, Anthony Davis, and we get back Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and some picks, and then like, and we and we execute some of those picks right, fill out the team. I feel like that's a team that could push for an eighth or seventh seed in the playoffs. Now, if we trade with the Knicks and do full rebuild, I don't think that team can make it to the playoffs because then we're waiting on young talent to develop. Or, if, or another example, if we trade with the Clippers, get back Montrez, Harrell, Lou Williams, Shamet, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, well, that's basically the team that made it to the playoffs plus Zion and, and Drew Holiday. So, yeah, that team can make it, but it depends on, on who we trade with and what we get back. I can't answer that question for you until I know what happens with Anthony Davis. Well, if they yeah. were in the East, if they're in the East, then they would have made. They probably would have okay. made the playoffs last year. 
I think with we a can, healthy I, I think it would be it would be irresponsible of me as someone as someone who hosts this podcast and isn't media and who people listen to for our, our takes on the Pelicans. I feel like it would be irresponsible of me to do that to them until we know what this roster looks like. Like we're still okay, you, in the you. beginning phases of this. So I gotta I gotta see right. some more things. They don't even have Zion yet. Yeah, exactly. We don't oh, even yeah, like yeah, like, right. I mean, like they, you. They basically said that they're picking Zion though. Well, we don't know, huh? David Griffin come out crazy to not pick Zion. I well, agree I with you. Well, I mean, I agree with you, but it's just we gotta yeah, see. You better hope that whoever pick that they pick is game is franchise changing. Like, no, I Zion agree. better not go out and start killing wherever else, wherever, wherever he goes. He no, I agree. Make, I don't know if you guys heard Katina Mobley today talking about Zion. And, and talking, analyzing his jump shot as another lefty jump uh, jump shot, you know, and the guy with another left-handed jump shot, he doesn't like his jump shot. He thinks that Zion is Julius Randle, and Julius Randle can do just as much, just the same as Zion oh, can. No, he's not. I, I also feel like those people from like those types of people, those ballers, are trying to get players to certain areas. Like I, I, I respect. And that's nothing against Katino Moby, but I'd rather listen to a Jay Williams, a Richard Jefferson, a Steven Jackson. When it so comes they're trying to, to get him to Memphis? I, I, I just feel like it, like certain players have biases in getting them oh, to certain markets. That's just how I feel that. about it. Because Jay Williams, Richard Jefferson, Steven Jackson, basketball minds who've analyzed Zion's game have said transcendent player. Yes, we've all For said sure. the floor. We've all said the floor is Julius Randle. Nobody has disagreed like I don't think Patino's wrong at that point, but to say that at best he's going to be as Julius Randle—that's ridiculous. No, because- no, it's not that. He's saying that Julius Randle right now can do everything that Zion can except the jump shot, but he doesn't like the motion. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's different. I mean, he could fix that. Like, I, I, I agree. Right now, at this point, the floor of Zion is Julius Randle, and I think you take the chance on it to see him become transcendent. But let's get into the playoffs because lo and behold, we got to get a team the f out of here. The Portland Trailblazers. But before we get to that, let's talk. <laughs> uh, okay, no, we got to no, get them out of here. Portland, man. Portland oh, we get, no, Justin, man. hell Who no. called it? Hell man. no. We are getting them out of here. You can't Port- talk about Portland, though, man. Portland Portland played, a good, Portland played good. Played when? good? When, when? How? In the first two rounds. When, when, when game one, when they're playing drop coverage on Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, okay, let them okay, shoot open that, shots. Or that. in game two. When they when they uh gave up the game in the current in the last couple of minutes, or in game three when they, Where they had they like get a twenty point out, lead, and then they they lose the twenty point lead because Draymond starts balling out, and then they they end up losing by double digits. Or you want to talk about in the closeout when they got swept okay, in game look, four? Man, look, 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 y'all are talking about Portland. Do y'all understand how great the Warriors? They would do that to anybody. Look, I don't know, no, I don't know, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Not Houston. We, I don't know if they would if what? you if you play Did a full you not Houston, game game six. No, but wait, but wait. If you're giving Houston a full seven game series against Warriors without KD, I they don't think still lose. I, I don't think they get swept. I, I we don't, I don't know think that. they get swept. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they won't they, they won't they won't. Like Portland swept. couldn't get a game. Like it, it's okay, almost time. Okay, it's okay, almost okay, time I'm to sure break up Dame Lillard and, and CJ. But we gonna get to that. What y'all think of the series? Which, which I think the biggest takeaway from this series is how as people were under underestimating two people, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Steph Curry is a two-time MVP for a reason. 
a transcendent player who's changed basketball, and now people are wanting to look at that again. Justin, I was the guy who said they could win without KD. I agree with you. And my other thing is this. Draymond has been undervalued, has been scrutinized. Draymond is, is the – I've said this and I'll say it again. Steph Curry is the fuel that, that sparks the Golden State Warriors to get him to go. But Draymond Green is the glue that holds them together. Dream, without Draymond Green, this team would not be winning. And if you have Draymond Green on Portland, you see the difference. What he does for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson is impeccable. But I want to congratulate Schubert on calling this as a sweep. Any yeah, thoughts on I told this, you. On, any thoughts on this series before we, we move forward? Uh, I mean, uh, we, uh, we knew we knew at the end when we saw uh, what well, was the end of the Houston Rockets series, and we saw what Steph Curry could do when KD went out. You had to think that he was going to do that in a series against his own brother for the, the for a chance to go to the finals. And so you had to believe that that was going to be what Steph what Steph ended up doing, and he did. And I mean, Clay Thompson has been a little bit disrespected in with uh, how much value he has on the team, and I feel like he gave he gave it his all and made a, it made a big impact. And Draymond, I don't know what you can't what you. You know, I don't know where to start with Draymond. Draymond, I knew two beast. years ago, or what, three years ago, whenever he lost that the Cavs series, that he yeah. was the essential glue to this team. And, no, he, you're what, right. and what he did in game three of this series cemented why that he's such a, such an important piece in this team and can't go anywhere. I agree with you. Justin, what do you think? I just think that it just, just shows where the league is going. And small ball is the only way to play now. If you want to win, if 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 you want if you want the the best chance to beat the Warriors is to go small ball, because I mean like the Warriors they just did pick and roll like they did a lot of pick and roll actions and the and the and the bigs for Portland couldn't guard it, they couldn't they were jumping they were following Stephen Curry they were going back if they have and but they, I think they weren't great shooters if you have a four or five who who can shoot the ball and guard. Now it makes things even. Plus, a Dame Lillard and a uh, um, McCollin, it evens out things. But yes, they are moving big, to small since ball. They have big guys, they can't guard. They, I just, they, I'll say they this. Can't shoot. I agree with you 50 50, halfway. I, I think you're right in the sense that it takes the right personnel. But in terms of small ball, I don't know. I just think that Draymond Green is the perfect four for it. And, and, to play this Warriors team, you have to have a guy that is strong enough to body up with Draymond, but fast enough to play the perimeter as well to, with pick and roll. So it would seem like that small ball, but see, Draymond's the, the guy that, that, that breaks that mold. So it, it's, it's tough when you match up with him because you, you have a point because the typical big can't match up. He can't do the pick and rolls. And at the same time, he has to contend with Draymond. So I think the Warriors are just in a special situation and having a very special player like Draymond Green that, that can guard one through four. I mean, one through five. I think, I think it's worth noting, too, how good the bench played for the Warriors and how Fact. much they stepped yeah, up. That, you know, Kayvon, yeah, Kayvon Looney, I think, is a fantastic bench player. Not and, you know, Kayvon McKin Looney, the other guy, too. Yeah, um, McKinney? McKin yeah, that's his name, McKinney. The guy that, that came from the G League, you know. yeah. The, he he played the guy. I think he had a headband. His name is, is okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Alfonso yeah, McKinney. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. I, I forgot his name, but he's been playing good too. Yeah. yeah he had twelve him. points in game four. I think yeah. I think y'all are both Made right. Made some good I hustle think, plays. 
I think you need to give Kayvon, uh, I mean, Alfonso uh, McKinney a lot of credit, but I also agree with Schubert. You have to give Kayvon Looney a lot of credit for not only this series, but how he's been playing this entire playoffs. No, listen, yeah. last year you were like, Looney, Looney. <laughs> you yeah, I might have been like when that. I, I might have been like that last year. I said that Looney is, is a quality big man. You were like, Looney. Now you but okay, but, but you can't. But wait, but wait, but wait. Just because, wait, versatile. you was judging it on <laughs> last year's performance. You wasn't judging it on this year's oh. performance, my brother. And last year's performance, he was, he was Kayvon Looney. Yes, Kayvon Looney. But now I'm the type of dude to where I can say when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. This year, he changed, he progressed his game. He got better, and he's not the Kayvon Looney of old. He's finally reached his potential. So I want to give that man his props. Even beyond Kayvon Looney, though, I think, you know, uh, Urebko gives a really big spark. And we've seen how good of a playoff player he was in Boston. And, yeah, what you said, London, Quinn Cook. I think Quinn Cook, if he was on any other team, would uh, get way more minutes. Or he would be out of the league. One of the two. One of the two. I don't know. I think think Quinn Cook just fits Golden State system so perfectly as Steph's backup. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I don't mean that he's gonna be like a starter. I'm oh, just saying okay, he'll okay. get more minutes. Okay, okay. Because like he don't get any minutes. He's, he's not a starter in the NBA. He's still no. back up. Yeah, I yeah. You. But the Warriors are moving to the finals. There's no point in talking about their next matchup because we don't know who their next matchup is. Let's get to the Raptors and the Bucks. The Bucks win the first two games. First game 108 to 100. Win the second game 125 to 103. The Raptors come out and win game three, 118 to 112 on the backs of Kawhi Leonard. And then the next game, game four, they win 120 to 102 because the rest of the Raptors stepped up. In that game, you see the bench really, really come alive because Kawhi Leonard only had 19 points. Marcus Gasol had 17. Kyle Lowry had 25. Norman Powell had 18. Fred Van Vliet had 13. And Serge Ibaka had 17. The, the Raptors, others, picked up Kawhi Leonard and said, we're going to win this game and tie this series. I'm going to start with Justin. Justin, what, what are you thinking of the Bucks raptors series right now? What's your take on on how the Bucks move? Do they win this? Are you rocking with the Raptors? And does this change your opinion of Giannis Antetokounmpo? I like – this is a great series, man, because, like, both teams are just so evenly matched. You know, both teams have a superstar. <clears throat> Sorry, both teams have a superstar, and they – and they each have players who um, who aren't stars, but who can step step up. Like you know, the Bucks have Middleton, um, the Raptors have La- La- Kyle Lowry, and it's just an even matchup. But I think I think it's gonna go Game Seven, and I I have the Bucks taking it taking it in, uh, in seven games. But it's an evenly matched series, and I feel like each game is gonna be close from then on. You know, like, have, the, have the Raptors. Go ahead, go here. You know, I feel like the Bucks kind of escaped with two wins in the first in the first couple of games, like especially game one. You know, Brooke Lopez isn't going to hit, you know, seven threes every night, you know. And the problem that they had in last night's game is they just were not hitting shots. And, you know, Eric Bledsoe can't have five points. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. I mean, you know, Middleton, I think, is playing some of his best basketball. You know, I for a while we always had that discussion on who's like the be- the top shooting guards in the league, top five. Like, I feel like he's floating around that now. I mean, I, I think that he's a really, really solid player and playing. He's looking like the star of this team, to be he quite He really frank. is. 
Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't take away from Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, obviously, he's still such a great player, but I think the way, just you know, the long season has kind of come to come to its head. Like he was playing the hardest in the regular season, but in the playoffs, everyone's playing hard. So I just don't, I, I don't think that the success of that regular season really translates here to the playoffs, and I just don't know if he's, if if he's the guy that's that's going to take them any farther than where they're at. Uh, but I don't know if Toronto's got. I don't know if Toronto's got the the juice to win this series, especially with Kawhi being banged up. The the, so, the, the, um, the X factor is definitely Kyle Lowry. If he can play yeah. big, like you know, twenty five to thirty points, they could definitely win win this series. And I mean, definitely. we've seen a playoff series in the past couple of years where Kyle Lowry has come to playoff games and just not shown up. So it's just right. he's he is the X factor. One hundred percent, Kyle Lowry's the X factor. This team. The Rockets, I mean, not the Rockets, the Raptors play completely different when Kyle is actually scoring and being the Kyle of old because with Pascal Siakam not playing as a true number two, you need someone to step in and give those minutes, and that's what that's what Kyle Lowry's doing, and Marc Gasol sliding up and playing as that third scorer, but they need Pascal Siakam to find himself again to truly be the dominating force that we thought of Toronto. But I agree with Schubert. If you look at this series... The Bucks truly only won one game. The Bucks really only won game two. The yeah. Raptors lost game one, and if the Raptors don't lose that game, it's three. It's three to one. My question to you guys is: as great as we've seen Giannis be, as great as his regular season was, and some of even this playoff series is, I think we're finally seeing the limitations of his game. And I don't know. I well, let me not say I don't know. I definitely don't I definitely know that he is not ready to be the face of the NBA, but what I don't know is is he in the top 5 players of basketball right now because I don't know if I can say that due to the fact that he can be 100% shut down now that we realize his move set, he can be limited and if you crowd send that double team early and have a quality defender, you can slow him down. We have said the playoffs determine who a superstar is. And I have said I'm not picking the Bucks until Giannis fully shows me he's the superstar that he's supposed to be. And I, he hasn't shown me that. In this Raptor series, I feel is the first one to test him. Do y'all question Giannis' superstar status at this point? I don't question his superstar status, but I don't know. When you say top five, it's all personal preference. I personally wouldn't put him in my top five. But go ahead, Justin. I mean, Giannis is definitely a superstar. He just can't shoot. And his his game, his and Giannis, the way he goes off is is really based off his teammates. You know, he's surrounded by three point shooters. So normally, if they're hitting threes, that that means that they that they that there's more driving lanes for him. So when his team is not making threes, it makes it hard for him to score the ball. Now, so do you I not think- feel as a as a as a personal as like as him as a basketball player? I think that's due to his skill set right now. But do you not feel detriment at, at moving forward? He, if he does not get a jump shot, he won't be the player that we expect him to be. Well, I mean, he I think- he definitely needs a jump shot. Definitely, if he doesn't get one, then you have to find a player that can uh, that that can complement his game. You know, someone that can take the pressure off of him because he 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 can't shoot. So, like maybe try to go get a guard who can like a like a Kimba Walker or someone. You know, someone who can take off the pressure from him shooting the ball. If he doesn't get get a jump shot, but he has to definitely get a jump shot. 
Definitely. I, de- I definitely she think was- his he's been, been developing his jump shot better than Ben Simmons has. Oh, one hundred percent. If you look at Giannis, that's, he'll here's take where jump I, shots. Yeah, and here's here's where I, where you know I really like Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I don't want to dog him in any sort of way because I think he deserves to be the MVP this year, and I still think they have a shot to win the series. I wouldn't be giving this to Toronto just yet. I just don't, especially with Kawhi being banged up. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is with Antetokounmpo is I feel like he's this, he has the right mindset of an NBA player that's different than everybody else right now, and I really appreciate it. Like he's the kind of guy that wants to come in here, he wants to be the best player he can be and be competitive, and I like that about him. I think that he's come into the league, and since the time he's come into the league, he's vastly improved, and no, I think that he's going to continue to do that. So I, you know, he may not be a top five player right now, and he may not be the face of the NBA ever. But, like, I think that he's definitely an all-star player and will be an all-star player for the rest of his career. Dude, look, my comments 100%. I, I, I agree with you. I love Giannis's competitive edge. I love his spirit. I love what he brings to the game. I love how he plays the game. But because of that, I still have to look at him in a, an objective way. And the fact of the matter is, for two games, he's been, he's been quiet. Like, and I know people will say, well, Lennon, he's had... 20-something points, but if you look at game game three, he had 12 points, and yeah, he had 20-plus rebounds, but having 20-plus rebounds... Uh, uh, wait, hang on, I'm about to pull up the game. It was game... No, game four, he has... No, wait, that was, it's not game four. What game is that where he had... Uh, oh, look, game three. Game three, he has 20, 12 points and 23 rebounds. Yeah, you having 23 rebounds is cool, but you have to score the ball. Your team needs you. You're the star player. You can't have 12 points. In that game where you lose by double digits, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you got at 25 points is a lot, but bro, at this point in the playoffs, when Bledsoe, when Miritich has 11, Brooke Lopez has eight, and nobody else has over double digits besides you, Miritich, and Middleton, you got to get over 25 points. I'm sorry. But that goes back to the others. Do you put more blame on the others, or do you hold Giannis more uh, accountable? You guys have held the others more accountable, which I agree. Bledsoe has to be better. If Bledsoe's your true third option, he can't have five points. I agree with you 100%. But to me, I can't have a superstar that that falls, that loses his light in the fourth quarter. He can't step back out of the limelight. He can't, as in quarter one and quarter two, give you great play. But as quarter three and quarter four come, get, diminish his activity. I can't, I can't have that from Giannis. So I agree we have to hold the, the others accountable, but at some point we have to hold Giannis Antetokounmpo accountable as well. Yeah, I don't know if it's all completely Giannis in this fourth quarter situation. I feel like it's really kind of the defensive strategy kind of centering around him. I feel like he's got he gets a lot more attention. But my thing is with that, too, but as a great player, you have to learn how to adjust. For example, well, no, that's double- well, that, but that's why I say with the other people, like you know, if, if, exactly what Justin said earlier. If he's if, if his shooters are making the outside shots, it clears up the lanes. So if if Eric Bledsoe's not making shots here in the fourth quarter, it becomes very one dimensional. But you can't do that same you can't do that same spin move into a double team four times, bro. You got to do it. That that's what I'm getting at. You can't keep doing the same euro step move. I get it works in the regular <laughs> season, but these people, though, but, no, but Justin, you got to do so. If you're a great player. Great players are just Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Bron. Shit, Bron was the, the king of driving. Bron adjusted mid-series and made different moves. You got to do something different. 
That's what I'm holding him accountable for. I agree if the shooters would make shots, the lanes would be more open. No, it, I'm just it saying, did take Brian a, a couple of years to, you know, get better. How many years has Giannis he, he been? This is year six. In the series. This is year six. Well, this is, I mean, this is the first time Giannis like, has really gotten the chance time, to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I he's never that, been but, here but, before. But, but if you're an MVP cat candidate, my brother, I, I, when we start bestowing MVP candidates on a player, that raises, I don't care whether or not the experience is there. That the MVP award's a joke. I get that. By which, look, see, that's <laughs> how you feel about it. But look, I'm just saying, when you when players come into that MVP conversation, different expectations are bestowed upon them, whether it's fair or it's not. And, and right now, I said this before the playoffs started, I said I cannot pick the Bucks in any of these series until Giannis Antetokounmpo shows me he's a superstar. You show it to me in the playoffs, not in the regular season. And I'm waiting to see him emerge as that guy. Right now, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in this series. What Kawhi Leonard has been doing on a hobbled leg is immaculate. He's playing Jordan-esque, Kobe-esque, coming out and, and putting his team on his back. When the others aren't making shots, Kawhi makes shots. When the others aren't doing things, Kawhi does things. In, 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 game, uh, in game three, when people aren't hitting shots, when uh, others aren't playing, Kawhi drops 36 points. When people aren't playing, Kawhi comes out to play. That, that's my thing. And as of now, Giannis isn't, been, isn't the best player in the series. And that's my, that's my only thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree is, with you. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, you can go. You can go. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm saying, like, because Kawhi, he can shoot. That's why yeah. he can score so easy. He can shoot, you know. I get that, but that, I'm, but I'm not giving you that excuse. That's not my fault. You can't shoot. That's just game. I mean, like, it, I'm huh. just saying, like, adjust. Like, just saying, like, adjust. You're an yeah. NBA player. We're playing millions of adjust. Is that is that my fault? You can't shoot. Go go again the gym. Shoot. But for right now, you're in the situation you are because of you. So make an adjustment and do something to win. If not, you go on your ass home. After thinking, like after after hearing you say all this, it's kind of making me pick the Raptors now to win the series because of knowing because I know like how, how much pressure is on the role players, but also Game Seven will be in um in Milwaukee and role role players do play better at home, so I'm kind of torn between the two now, man. Golly. And also another thing that bothers me about the Bucks, another thing that bothers me about this Bucks team is why are we worried about Drake? Why is Coach Budenhauer <laughs> no, coming talking no, about Drake? Why is George right. Hill talking about Drake? Why are we talking about nigga? Yes, you nigga airballed the free. If I'm fucking Drake and I'm on the court side, I'm saying airball to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Schubert knows me in them games. Uh, yeah, Dr- Dr- Drake is a, is a fairy compared to me, and I'm sitting in the stands. <laughs> if I'm on that court side, they, they would they would have they would have press conference about me. That if if if, if they're worried about Drake, Drake didn't do shit. That was, Drake. That was that was Drake. child's play. <laughs> and that's what that, that, exactly. That's child's play compared. And people upset because he rubbed Nick Nurse's shoulders. Get the hell out of here. Hey, no, but honestly, I think he was out of line for touching the coach. Well, I mean, look. know how, like, how, like, the sports world, like, you don't cross that. Like, I agree, Schubert. I mean, I agree, Justin. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have touched Nick Nurse, but that's not what, that's not what everybody was complaining about. Okay, they just, okay. they, were, they were complaining about how he was talking, him heckling, <laughs> and then they used the, really? they, they use the Nick Nurse thing as like, oh yeah, he shouldn't be on the court. Like we've never seen a celebrity out on the court making noise. Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's fine, but just, just also Drake's an Drake is is a, is part of the Toronto Raptors organization. Yeah, so, he has his own night. 
So he could touch. No, 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 no. He's the ambassador for the to the NBA for Toronto. Wow. Like he has a position in Toronto's organization. So if he, he could actually, like, I have no problem with him rubbing Nick Nose's soldiers, but I definitely understand where you're coming from, Justin, because in, as an athlete, I do know that fans do not cross that boundary. Exactly, yeah. Basically. But Drake's not just a fan, so that's why I'm Yeah, he's Drake. That, and that's, that's why I never said anything. And my point with this is, if y'all are more worried about Drake after that loss, you have big problems. <laughs> you have big problems. Like, if that's what y'all are talking about in a press conference, the reason why y'all lost, y'all got big problems. Big, big problems. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, the way that I see this series going has nothing really to do with Kawhi Leonard or Giannis Antetokounmpo. And that's just my personal opinion. I, I feel like in each game, you can almost point to one of these side players and be like, well, you know, Pascal Siakam would have showed up. If, yeah. if Eric Bellizzo would have shown players, up. Role players, man. I mean, it's, it's these guys that need to come in and be the role players. Like, it, all those guys need to have just as solid of a night. I mean, if maybe not have, like, 20 points, but they should be scoring double digits. They can't have five. They can't, yeah, they can't have five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Siakam five, can't five, have seven. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you, Schubert. This there's, there's, will... Gasol had a great game four, but in the first couple of games, Gasol Trash. was not playing too good. I, I've been called – I've been saying this about Gasol. Gasol – the, the Game four was the first game that 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 Mark Gasol has shown up. Yes. Other than that, he's been a complete dumpster fire. Complete like, yes. dumpster fire. He was so good in Memphis. It, but he's old. Different play. Older. Is he really that old? Like, yeah, how? he's like I think he's like uh thirty plus. Wow. Yeah, okay. like I, th- I think he's in his thirties. I, I I think he was that old, but still, man, like he's he was older just, than. He's like it's like he's not even on the team. Yeah, Mark Gasol is thirty four years old. Okay, that, yeah, he he is getting he is up there, especially for basketball age. But yeah, my thing is, yeah, he's he is been, a big he, man too. He's been a complete dumpster fire. This is what they need from him. He's getting his legs on them. You need this performance from him, a former Defensive Player of the Year and former All Star. If they get that performance from him and and Kyle Lowry is a is shows this brilliance that he's been showing, the Raptors will not lose to the Bucks. Also, like, this has been game four was the best. Highest scoring game for Fred Van Fleet the entire playoffs. Big so facts. that was an anomaly. So you know that's the thing. It's all about these uh, these side role players. Like I, at the, and that's the thing with Milwaukee. I really like some of the guys that they have better than I like some of the guys that Toronto has with the production that they're giving right now. I, I feel so. you on that. I feel I feel, so I I, I feel both sides of the coin. I, like, I, think, you know, I think like, it, I think it's gonna go seven because I mean it's just too even. No, I'm which I think it goes seven as well. I'm 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 feeling the seven game series tomorrow night when you guys hear this podcast. Game five will be going on. I, I believe it's going back to Milwaukee. I'm not gonna ask y'all to pick the series, but pick who wins game five, Toronto or Milwaukee. Do it right now. It's gonna be on wax. Who you got? I'm starting with you, Shuby. Uh, who do I have? Um, game five. Man. In uh, for game five. Yeah, just In game Milwaukee. Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Milwaukee. All right. Uh, Justin, who you got? I'm gonna go with Milwaukee. Well, I'm gonna be different. Let's see what the what the Black Swami's feeling. The Black Swami is picking Milwaukee, but no, epic. The Black Swami's going with Toronto. You guys went with Milwaukee, and I'm not going with Toronto just to be different. I'm going with Toronto because I feel momentum has truly shifted, and I feel as long as Kawhi Leonard's not truly injured, injured, they will they will come out and win this game. But just depending, know, Linden. Role hmm. players play better at home. We shall see, my brother. You know what I'm saying? We, sh- we shall see. 
And with that being said, not much more NFL. NBA is coming down to the end. With that being said, now it's time for the best segment of the week. My favorite segment in these NBA playoffs. I love it. Get them the fuck out of here. Yo, Portland, Terry Stotts, uh, Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar, Dame Time, Dame Time, CJ, Mr. McCullum. It's time for y'all to get the fuck out of here. Let's start with let's start with Seth Curry. Seth, brother. The, the media made a big deal about you versus your brother. Big bro versus little bro. Will little bro step up? What can he do? Can he shoot? Little bro, you are little bro for a reason. You are Seth Curry, not Steph Curry. Go your ass home. Get the fuck out of here. Next up, let's go to Enos Cantor. Cantor, you talking big shit all the series, huh, my brother? That shoulder finally popped out of soccer. You, you, ain't, got, you ain't had too much for Draymond. They sat your ass on the bench. Get you the fuck out of here. Let's get next to my guy, the dude from Gonzaga, who's a dirty-ass player, Zach Collins. Zach, every time you get a foul card on you, you look like you want to fight, but you want to bust a fucking grape, my guy. Yes, you got a lot of potential going in the future, but I, but huh, pretty soon you're going to run into the wrong person and they're going to knock you the F out. Zach Collins, get the fuck out of here. Next up, let's go to CJ McCullum, who everybody go, wants to say. Uh, go back and do your podcast, bro. Huh, tell him. Go back to your damn podcast, CJ. Get back into the podcasting world. Your ass is going home. You People want to say you're a top five shooting guard. My nigga, for you to be a top five shooting guard, you got to show up in game three and game four. You can't get swept like that. Huh, CJ, where you at, bro? You do all this work in the offseason. Yeah, you had that one big game, but we see why you're not, you're not a max player. We see why you're not up in these, these conversations. You ain't close. CJ McCullough, get the fuck out of here. But we do like your podcast. Shout out to you guys. Uh, next up, Damien, D- Dame Dollar. Dame, I'm not going to be too hard on you. I'm not going to be too rough. Should be. All I, all I got to say is this. Don't come out next time in the middle of the series when you're about to get swept and talk about your rib injury, my dog. Either tell us about that in the beginning, but don't tell us about that halfway in the series because I'm not giving you that excuse, my nigga. If you, if you in no lines and if you on that court, you better come out and fucking play. If you are in between the lines, compete. I don't want to hear shit about no injuries. I don't want to hear shit about no rib. I don't want to hear shit about none of that shit. Get on the court and play. You got outshined, outclassed, outhustled, outworked, and outperformed by one Stephen Curry. You want to know why you're not in them conversations? Because of this. Because you're getting sweet. You're getting sweet. You got sweet last year. You got sweet this year. I don't give a fuck who you beat. You beat Denver. Wow, Denver's a bunch of young kids. Who else you beat? You beat OKC and Russ? Wow, Russell Westbrook. He been had problems in the playoffs. One of the most, one of the most destructive and, and explode. Uh, what's that word? Shoot, I'm trying. Uh, I don't explode. know, but real, real, real quick, those were impressive wins. The one thing I will say about those were impressive <laughs> series wins. I'm not gonna take away Portland. Get them out of here. But, but if if you want to go into this Dame Lillard thing in in the final or the Western Conference Finals. The the rib injury is an excuse. It's an excuse. He ain't he didn't perform. He he got outworked, outclassed, out hustled every night by Steph Curry. Steph Curry's running 150 miles on that whole court. Not 150 miles an hour. No, 150 miles as he's trying to get these defenders off. Get your ass in shape, Dame Dollar. So da- Damian had two time. chances in this series to win the game at the buzzer. He, he blew missed him. both of them. How are you gonna lose to the KD less? Uh, Golden State, y'all said all year, oh, if they don't have KD, we got them. If they don't have KD, we got them. Y'all ain't got shit. 
if if Golden State and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are coke, you know what CJ McCollum and Dan Lillard are? Check the off brand. Not off. Get them the fuck out of here. Get them the fuck out of here. I drink coke. I don't drink check, my nigga. Peace out. RC Cola. RC Cola. Get them the fuck out of here. That's all we got this week, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know Justin is always is always like bracing for cover in those. He's like, God, I hope they don't say too much of these shits. <laughs> but I love that. Blazers, you guys lost because of the greatness of the Warriors. No, nah, don't yeah, listen to him. Lost. Y'all lost because y'all are some choke artists. That's why y'all lost. <laughs> no, they lost because they got outmanned, bro. They got outworked, hard, outclassed, out hustled. Golden State is Coca-Cola and Portland is Czech. Straight up, sure, fine. Get them the fuck out of here. We don't want no knockoff brands. I want the real deal. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow my guy Brooklyn at where Brooklyn at on Twitter and Instagram. Give him a follow and be sure to check out all of his content on social media. And with that being said, Justin, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You guys can find me um, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Snapchat. My ad name is Justin Baptiste22. And you guys can also find me on TrajanLays.com. Schubert, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. You can listen to the Bros Who Binge every Friday. This week we big. have a big-time interview. Big! The ace scooper himself, Umberto Gonzalez. Whoop, whoop. Big interview. One of the biggest scoopers and film journalists in the game. There's in, When it comes to film reporting, you get your information from four trades. The four trades are Variety, Deadline, The Hollywood Reporter, and The Rap. And we got the biggest scooper from The Rap, the ace scooper himself, El Mayembe, Umberto Gonzalez. Great interview, Shuby. This is a big episode. I'm excited. Yeah, we have a really great interview with him. It's really long, so that really means that we're going to focus in big time on a few key stories because we saw the Vanity Fair article of Star Wars and some of those set pictures that we'll be talking about. Also, and that's also Game of Thrones. the finale of Game of Thrones. So Yeah, man. Ooh, we'll get into that when we get there, the finale. Ugh. But <laughs> with that being said, be sure to check out Bros Who Binge on Friday. Great episode coming to you guys. Super proud of that episode. When that being said, you guys can follow me at Don on Twitter. Follow me at LindenBurdenII on Instagram. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. And look, we dropped... Uh, Samurai 8 manga review on YouTube some new YouTube content that'll be a new YouTube series to go along with the My Hero Academia reviews me and Krista did that be sure to check out Anime Talk if you're interested in more Pelicans coverage be sure to check out Primetime because like I said Charles sat down with Will Guillory they go into everything Pelicans the new hires the new renovations be sure to check that out but if you want all of our content subscribe to Bros Who Think either at Apple Podcasts Spotify uh, Stitcher Podbean or YouTube, subscribe, 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 or you can go to www.brosyouthink.com and find all of our content there. But for Justin, for Schubert, for Brooklyn, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves, and we will be back next week to talk to you guys, as always, with some great content and more. But thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast. Thank you to everybody who listens to anything on the network. We really, really appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. But other than that, have a great weekend, and enjoy yourselves. Yeah, do anything necessary For you I'm so down that it scares me Tell them backpack, don't come near you, girl And when I go down, I'ma fill you up Your body's saying, take control Your eyes are staring